Hey everybody, what's up? How's it going? Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. This is Kevin Heffernan on behalf of Steve Lemmy. Welcome back. Another great episode this week. Uh, it's fun sitting down with our friends here, having conversations, people we haven't seen in a little while, catching up with them. This week uh, we had the honor and the privilege of sitting down with our old friend Eric Christian Olson. Uh, you know him from Beer Fest as uh, Gunther von Wolfhausen, one of the evil German brothers. But um, you also, I'm sure, know him for many other things. Uh, uh, currently, he's one of the stars of uh, NCIS Los Angeles, huge show, uh, LL Cool J, Chris O'Donnell, and... Um, uh, he's been in tons of other TV, movies, uh, Fired Up, The Thing, Celeste and Jesse, Forever, Dumb and Dumber, and we talk about all that stuff, and it was good to uh, see him. Hadn't seen him in a while, and it was a great uh, time catching up with him. So uh, enjoy the conversation. I think you're going to like it. Um, and hey, listen, you know what? Uh, I think we're at about 20 episodes. We've done about 20 episodes of the podcast right now. And uh, would love to hear your feedback from you guys. Uh, you know, you can go on the uh, message boards on Nerdist.com uh, or you can go uh, leave a comment on iTunes and let us know uh, what you think. Let us know if uh, there's something you want to hear, if there's a guest you want to hear or a story you want to hear. And uh, give us a little feedback. And uh, give us some ratings while you're there too. You can put some five-star ratings up, things like that. Uh, which would be great. We'd love to uh, hear uh, how people are feeling about the podcast. Um, and we also have a huge week this week, big week this week. Um, tomorrow we go on tour. We got uh, six cities and six nights going to the Pacific Northwest. So um, we'd love to see as many people as we could out there. Um, uh, it starts on Thursday, July 18th. We'll be in San Francisco. Thursday night, San Francisco, at Cobb's Comedy Club, one night only. Um, we were there about a year ago. We were at the Punchline, another club in San Francisco, about a year ago. We shot our special, Fat Man, Little Boy. And um, this time we're coming back, and it's all new material. This time we'll be at Cobb's. So uh, come on out to Cobb's on Thursday night. That's tomorrow night, um, July 18th. Uh, then the next night, July 19th, we go to Portland. And we'll be at the Hawthorne Theater. That's Friday night in Portland. And then Saturday night, uh, the 20th, July 20th, we'll be in Seattle, the Sunset Tavern. And then um, the next night, we're heading into British Columbia. So that's Sunday night, July 21st, we'll be in Victoria uh, at Club 919. Uh, Monday night, we'll be in Nanaimo. Uh, that's July 22nd in Nanaimo at the Queen's. And then we're going to end it all up in Vancouver. We'll be in Vancouver Tuesday night, July 23rd at Fan Club. Um, so come see us. We'd love to see everybody. We haven't been on the road in a little bit. I think we're taking August off. So come see us. Uh, we'd love to drink some beers with you guys and take some pictures and say hi and that kind of stuff. So um, anyway... Uh, you can find out all the ticket info on our website. It's www.heffernanlemmy.com. That's heffernanlemmy.com. Or you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Heffernan Rules. Steve is at Steve Lemmy. 
Uh, our Facebook page is Heffernan Lemmy. And all the info's there for all the things that we're doing. So check it out, everybody. All right. Um, without further ado, let's chew it with Eric Christian Olson. Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're gonna get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. New, um, new microphones? Where did these come from? Sure. Are you guys Don't sponsored by Larry Ellison? To sure. Get the fuck out of here, really? Who's sure? The, the mics. Well, that's, by the way, that's genius because guess what? Everybody that walks in here goes, new mics, who made them? And they go, sure. And then everybody sure. at home goes, I don't know any mic companies and now I do. And when I buy a mic, it's sure. going to be sure. Yeah, but this is when we go on tour, like when we do live shows, yeah. it's in our it's in our contract that so you get a writer to have sure microphones. Wait, Wait, is Katie, are we recording? Oh, we are. Because okay. they're apparently the best. So we should speak. Evidently, the these are the best microphones. Because yeah. I've done some of these before and never have I sounded this good. Oh, my God. Listen to this. You sound great. I want to fuck my... We, can we swear? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's not you say whatever guess. you want, man. Yeah. You can even talk to Katie. <laughs> Everybody probably talks to you at some point. Yeah. We look over and... If she's you're probably very witty and... No, she's busy over there. She's texting. Usually texting. Yeah, what are you doing right now? She's over there texting or playing a game. You're just replaying Brie Larson's interview. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. I'll replay that interview. She's a nice curl. Um, all right, should we just jump in then? Let's yeah, jump in. I got a whole list of things for you, thing for you, Eco. Well, first off, I'm excited to be here. It's good oh, to thank see you guys. You. I haven't thank seen you. you in probably three and a half, four years. It's I think the last time no, no, I saw you was softball, when we played softball against you. That was a long time ago, but I saw, the, I saw the live show. I came and saw the live show. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. You, you came on yep. stage. Oh. You came on stage and chugged you, a beer. I did, and I was, I was not prepared for that emotionally, physically. I know. It was yeah. you and Faxon came What you realize well, chugging on, a beer. Let, let's introduce our guest, okay, even okay, though everybody on, knows already. All right. No one knows. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi. Hi. Hey, what's going Hi. on? This is Kevin Heffernan. And this is Steve Lemmy. Welcome to another episode of Chewing It. You have to chew. Oh, I love that. Chew. It sounds like other things. Yeah. Just an hour and a half. Sound whatever you want. (laughs) What does it sound like? I mean, it sounds like you're selling something. Yeah, I know. (laughs) This turns off our audience. That's why I do it. We've gotten complaints uh, by the of the chewing on the internet based on your own chewing or your guest chewing. Because if you had the right guest, you'd have a good chew. Some people have a very strong aversion to the sound of chewing. I don't know if it's chewing. It is. No, they do. But who chews like that? You don't actually chew like that. I don't. No, Katie, how do you chew? Has Katie ever chewed? Katie no has never chewed. Who ever Katie, made will that you, noise? Will no you come over here and chew, yeah. please? It depends. Like if it's like a, like a really mayonnaise tuna fish. Wait, oh, God. That makes <laughs> it weird. You're talking about fish and tuna yeah. chewing up? Let's get, a, Katie? let's get a good... Katie. But that's not how you chew. No. You're doing the version of... I, I, I chew very quietly. Let's hear your real chew. Like, actually, you have something in your mouth. Nothing. We don't hear a thing. So it's... I, I mean, you would hear the food. But artificial chewing for But you people hear out. people chew, though. I mean, yeah. there are those that you hear who Oh, chew. yeah. You're at Chipotle. The guy next to you is like chowing down <laughs> yeah. on something. Yeah. And You'll like hear that shit. Texting is... Right. Yeah. And yeah. those are the worst things. And the problem is there are people who have some sort of like a personal... It's like nails on a chalkboard. And then that becomes a oh, thing. My. And so now when they hear us do it, then they all piss In off fact, I'm going to say something do it. about a listener. And they are going to hear this. And maybe they're going to become aware of something. But we know somebody... We know a couple people who are loud chewers. Oh, we do? We do. Let's talk about like it. who? Who are they? Well... Jay Shandersekar. Shandersekar. Oh, Shandersekar is a loud chewer. Is a very loud chewer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, sure, sure. He mean like he's because he's a lip smacker. And that's what like people are like. Like there are a lot of bites where he's opening his mouth and it's, 
I've seen him yeah. eat pache and make that much noise. Sure, sure. Clear out the room. <laughs> He's just, just salmon everywhere. Little pache room. Yeah. And then there was another guy that we went to college with who, uh, Phil, Phil, Phil Mavon, yeah. Who's, he inspired a riff during Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da. Like when that song would come on, everyone yeah. go, like, Oh Blah Dee, Oh Blah Da, life goes on. Or the, where's, how does, where's the part where it goes it's like, like uh, mm-hmm. it's where. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you do a little chewing to it. You're pay with for the rights of this. We're screwed. And that's because of him? That's because of your buddy? Yeah, because yeah, he was allowed chewers in our lives. By the way, just to bring it back to Pache, you guys had the classiest photo shoot I've ever been at for, for what? Beer Fest. For what? Where? You had, oh. po- you had salmon and you had like artichoke hearts for the... You remember the photo shoot for Beer Fest? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Warner Brothers. War- yeah, those well, are salad Well, but you guys days, dialed man. it in. Well, that's because Chandra Sekar loves that place. But, it's a, but that's, <laughs> you can't get that. Now they give sure. you... It's like everything's you know corporate. They give you Subway sandwiches and a, sure. and a, and sure. a, a, a tuna fish with some mayonnaise. You sure. guys had Even a real mayonnaise. deal. Wait, CBS doesn't fashion you guys with Not uh, like salmon? Pache. I mean, Pache was... I walked sure. in there and I was like, these guys aren't messing around. Sure. Yeah. But Jay is, is a creature of habit. Like, there were times... Where we'd be in the car with him, you're driving with him, and he'll be like, I have to go get a tuna sandwich over on Robertson. He had this one place. Right. And you're like in Burbank. Where is it, though? Where on Robertson? Because he has pretty good no, taste. It was, in uh, it was, a, it yeah. was a place on Beverly. Uh, uh, it was a place on Beverly, like over across the street from California Pizza Kitchen. Like Beverly and like and so Wilshire. he's Rain Man for fish. Yeah, or no, and, no, and no or whatever like, is he would just get on a roll where he needs to have that thing and he eats it every single yeah. day. And no matter where you are in town, you're in Santa Monica, you're in Burbank, you're whatever. You got to go to Beverly Hills and get that thing. It started when he was a kid. Like I think he said there was something like a month straight, all he ate was bacon. <laughs> and he was probably like seven years old, and he wouldn't eat anything unless it was bacon. What a window in the Chantasse car! Just a month oh, yeah. of bacon at seven. Just bacon, yeah. The other, the other win- I, window I always found into his soul, which was interesting, was when he was a kid also. He said he used to just write, Jay Shandrasekhar is great, on a piece of paper over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. And it paid off. We hey, still haven't introduced yeah, our guest. Yeah, let's introduce our guest. Uh, oh, yeah. hey. Joining us today is the great and talented... Where? Eric Christian Olsen. Oh, you meant that for me. Yeah. Just right? sad golf claps. Eric Christian Olsen. I'm clapping with my mouth. And um, you'll definitely know him from Beer Fest. As one of the German brothers. Which, right. which, which, are you Rolf? Wait, He's Gunter. You're Gunter? You yeah. sure about that? Gunter, positive. You're not Gunter in real life. There's a guy named Gunter who played yeah, a yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and a guy Gunter. named Rolf. Yeah. He was Gunter, though. Uh, Rolf and Gunter, the real ones, played Hamacher and Schlemmer. That's right. And Gunter was um, played by me, and then was there a Rolf? Who did, what was yeah. Faxon's Faxon was Rolf. God, and then somebody was Otto. Forte must have been Otto. Yeah. That's, a, that's a killer group of Germans there. That's good. It was a great... You guys were fantastic villains. Let's, wait, we'll to get say. to them. Let me just go through his list real quick. Okay. Uh, so Beer Fest, uh, currently on NCIS Los Angeles, ah. right? Tons of movies, tons of TV. Uh, not another teen movie. Dumb and Dumber, Fired Up, The Thing, Celeste and Jesse Forever. Tons of stuff. Am I too loud for you? No, I was. I couldn't hear you oh. enough. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I want to be Crank closer. It up. I want something you to be louder. nobody. Up. Nobody has ever said <laughs> words never uttered. Yeah, but you know, you've seen him in, in many, many things, right? Eco, oh yeah, our man, pretty Eco, Christian Olsen. La- la- laundry list of quality, quality television and film. Right? I know it. Yeah. Now, when we called you, we we nicknamed you. I felt Eco. ECO, Eric Christian Olsen. Oh, did we or no? Beerfest, but had no, that been people have been calling you that forever. Since I was a little kid. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right? All right. Well, you know, it was new for us. Well, it was new for us, yeah. You were the last uh, German brother to sign up. I know it. It was. You were, I think it was kind of a fluke. Uh, it, it, what, what do you mean a fluke? Uh, what, you just kind of offered me the role at the, at the end. I'm sure you had aspirations of, you know. No, no. What it was was you, Jay had worked with you on, yes, the, loop, on yes. the Loop. Who, and Jay, you did a TV show called The Loop, yes. and Jay directed you. Yes. And it was like, I think we had, f- well, because there was always the idea was there was going to be like three comedy guys, 
and then there'd be like two giant actual Germans, right? Yeah, who and happened so, to be incredibly funny, but we just didn't know it. We didn't know because they were amazing. We right. didn't know they were fantastic. And we had Forte was first, yeah, uh, because Warner Brothers made and wanted to make an offer to him, and then uh, we knew Faxon from our movies, right? And um, and I guess we did a good scouting job because now he's an Oscar winner, yeah. And then um, and probably about to get another one, right? And so now uh, uh, we needed a third slot. Right, and there were uh, and Jay's like I work a, with that guy. There was a group of people though. This is probably an interesting story. There was a group of people that almost played the Germans. Do you remember this? Uh, I mean, we you mean a, like a, a, a people five man team? No, 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 no. You oh. had like actors, you, other actors that you had looked at or almost went with for the Germans, right? Yeah. But I think that I think that was ahead of Faxon being hired. Yes, because, it was. Yeah, yeah. But like, yeah, who, we talked. Who was that? Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, how crazy Fallon. is that? Yeah, and he would have been great. He'd been great, and he didn't. Uh, he uh, we offered, we made an offer to Steve Zahn. Okay, who I, I yeah. had just done the movie Strange Wilderness with him, yeah. and uh, Zahn uh, he was committed to some other like indie film or something like that, and um, but that was like that was in the thing where like only Forte was cast, right? And then it was like let's start filling it in. There was there was yeah. another there was another version. We actually for a little moment in time we considered. The five of us playing the German brothers, but we would all have blonde hair and like blue contact lenses. <laughs> That's really funny. And just be fucking weird about it. And Jay would have been the weirdest one. Right. We would have lightened his we skin. Lightened that Indian oh, up. God. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. De brown that that chocolate covered raisin. I know it. Yeah. But no. But then Jay, because Jay was like, this is the way our movies get cast. Like Jay's like, oh well, I worked with uh, Eric Christian Olsen on on the Loop. I could get him. I could ask him. Yeah, ask him. Do it. Yeah. Which possibly means. Whenever he suggests a uh, a guy, a pr- a, a prettier actor, <laughs> prettier than Jay, it usually no 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 not prettier than but you know it's like Jay has a long history of oh, he's man of falling in love his with boy his, crushes some of his men and you were probably one of them I yeah. had a boy crush on Chandrasekhar oh you we did had, so, yeah that first time we did the loop together I was like weak for, in the knees well I you're I had a movie come out I think the same weekend as Super Troopers came out and what I went movie? And, what movie I think Dumb and Dumber came out no no no, no. no way it was no Crossroads John Q. And Hearts War. Those were the three that came but out. But didn't Dumb and Dumber come out around then? I don't know. Because this was 2003. So, no, Dumb and Dumber came out way before No, no, that. the one that I did. I know that. That, yeah. came, out, that, came, out way, you, that came out way before Beer Fest. For some reason, in my head, those movies were kind of at the same time. And I remember being like, these guys are geniuses. Like, this is such a good movie. You have real story. You have great comedy elements. The opening was one of the strongest openings I've ever seen. I was like, this is what a movie's supposed to be. And I remember watching it in the, in the cinemas. Okay. I thought at the same okay. time that our movie was there. But maybe I'm Can I say something? Well, okay. Can I, I, I say I, something I, about you? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. That's all right. It's no, all right. Definitely says anyway. You're all fired up. I'm no I'm still I'm still <laughs> thinking about I'm still thinking about the time frame. Well, maybe I'm completely wrong, but You'd I remember be being going like being so disappointed watching like the final cut of Dumb and Dumber and then seeing your guys' movie and being like, This is a perfect comedy. Yeah. But you had to be I I'll tell you this, and this is the thing I was gonna say, when I saw the uh Dumb and Dumber trailer, I didn't know if it was a good or bad movie or everything, but I actually thought you were fucking hilarious. Like in the trailer alone, I thought you looked hilarious and actually really Reminded me of Jim Carrey, a young Jim Carrey character. Like you really captured that thing, that's and and when I've seen it, I, I didn't see it in the theater, but when I I saw it on cable, I thought you were excellent in it. That's very kind of you. But I I feel like, and I hate to say that I don't know who uh, started it with you, but I felt like you got a lot of good reviews from that, didn't you? 
We did, but the movie in itself was yeah. You know, let, just, okay, let's set it up though, because Dumber and Dumberer it was the prequel. It was a prequel, and it was uh, 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 you played Lloyd. You played I played a Jim young Carrey's Jim Carrey, character. which is just the you, the worst thing for a comedic actor to step into. I, but how do you? I mean, how did that? Like, do you go in an audition oh, and yeah. try to be Jim Carrey? They did it. No, no, they did a national search. They auditioned like thousands of guys, and okay. I had just come off of doing like twenty four. Right, I was blonde. I was like, in the best shape of my life. I was <laughs> right, ripped. Right. <laughs> right. And I came in and did the audition, and they were like, that's it, but he doesn't look anything like Jim Carrey. Right. So I had to go back and audition for that and test for that like four or five yeah, times. Did you create the look? That, I mean, did you get the look? The final one, we finally did a screen test with Derek Richardson, who played Harry. Yeah. Um, and they put a wig on me. Mm-hmm. They put Jim Carrey's nose over my nose. <laughs> okay. They put in fake teeth. Yeah. And then I, I tucked my blonde hair underneath and put on the most ridiculous clothing ever. And finally... <laughs> I don't know who the head of, of NBC was at that time, or at the New Line. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever it was, Toby and... and Toby Edmark. Yes. Yeah. And they were like, that's it. And they were like, that's what we've been saying for the last you know, month right. and a half. Yeah. But I, you know... And, do you, and like, it's not like it was a character created out of literature or something. Like, all you had to look at was that, the movie, Dumb and Dumber, and do, and do that character. That's the, and so you had to do that character, right? Well, that was the problem, is so many people came in and did impersonations, and yeah. then they'd give him new, they'd give the actors new dialogue, and they'd be like, we don't know what to do. Right, Because right. we can just mimic, but we can't create anything can't else. And so, you know, I just watched that. That movie's one of the best comedies, buddy comedies, Dumb and Dumber. Ever Dumber. made. Yeah. yeah. Ever made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Lloyd Christmas is one of the, one of the best characters. performances yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the one of the most endearing comedic characters right. ever. Was it funny sitting in the audition room where everyone was dressed like Jim Carrey? Well, everyone was but me. I was, <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, why am I even here? Okay. And I was wearing, you know, like board shorts and a, and a t-shirt. It was like such a fluke. Have you met Jim Carrey? I haven't. And I, I was so like... It's like that moment when you're like, this is the worst idea ever that they're making this. Yeah. And then the moment you book it and you're like, this, or the moment that I'm you're auditioning it. and you're like, this is the best idea yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And then this, like, 37 seconds later, and you realize, oh God, what have I done? Yeah. Like, how, right. what am I thinking? Like, you can't, this movie is going to be awful. And the person that I respect the most, like the person that I grew up watching, like, I'm going to destroy this character they made. With, but you didn't. Well, but you don't know that. Yeah. You don't know that. And we did make a terrible movie. I mean, the movie's... It, did he ever send you, like, a little note or anything like that? Here, the nicest thing he said was, like, he talked so much crap about it, which he should have. But wasn't he involved in it somehow? He was In the beginning, though, wasn't he? Or there was a version they were going to make with... Or? No, there was a version they were going to make with him, and then they lost the Farley brothers. Yeah. And then somebody else, the new line was just like, it's going to make, you know, $40 million even if nobody's involved. Sure. So yeah. we'll just make it, and we don't have a script. We'll just throw these kids into it. Yeah. So he was talking about, like, one of the quotes was, like, the, the monsters at New Line scooping up the gravy of whatever casserole he made. And I was <laughs> right. like, oh, God. <laughs> but then his manager came God. up to me at, like, some big party for, for that year and said to me, he watched it, um, and he said that about halfway through the movie, he stopped realizing it wasn't him and just kind of watched it and enjoyed your performance. And yeah. I was like, okay. that's all I want. Okay. That was, like, the greatest thing ever. That so, is an impossible situation for you to walk into. But it must it must have been... I mean, you beat out thousands of actors. That's that's no small feat. Yeah, yeah. and it was a high profile. Situation it was. It too. was. I mean, and it, and that kid that played uh, Harry is still one of my best friends. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. So he he, is and he I, still what is he doing these days? He's an actor. Yeah, yeah. And okay. I have great stories about him in that movie. Um, but yeah, I mean, we. And both, did he ever meet Jeff Daniels? Or? He never did. <laughs> okay. I'm, at, sure, at some point, I'm sure he will. And Jeff Daniels yeah. will. I, I bet you Jeff Daniels hasn't even seen the movie. Sure. sure. Jeff Daniels okay. is off making Oscars. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. about to win an Emmy for Newsroom. Sure. He doesn't sure. give a shit about yeah. sure. Dumb and Dumber 4 or whatever we did. But they're talking about doing the sequel to that movie. No, right? no, but it got it got passed on. It got dinged? Yeah. Oh, okay. They, it was happening, and then some, for some reason... They it, should get Eric Christian Olsen. 
God Almighty! They I would, sure would you do the sequel? No way. For any amount of money? No. <laughs> no. Ten million dollars? Done. I'm in it. <laughs> it's that easy. No I'll way. Do it. Absolutely. I'll do it. I'll do it. Was that? Had you already done not another teen movie at that point? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because I remember that was the thing. I couldn't believe that that. Uh, you were the guy from Not Another Teen Movie. Cause yeah, that, right, because like, you were the stud in that. You were like the, the, I was the blonde playing, asshole. I was yeah, playing Paul asshole. Walker in that. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. right, right. Yeah, it's a little bit of a contrast between Paul Walker and then, because I had to drop 13 pounds for, I, dro- I dropped 13 pounds in two weeks for to Dumb and Dumb. Okay. Yeah, because yeah. I, I had to get really skinny and then put on all that prosthetic that knows. It's not like you were fat. You're talking about muscle. You got muscle. I drop I drop muscle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I didn't yeah. Know. I've never done that Have before. Have you? Uh, never? <laughs> <laughs> I've never dropped muscle. <laughs> yeah, no, not Working a routine movie. It. That movie was so much fun. Like you look back, that's like Chris Evans. Oh, I know. Like, it's, what, like, quite, it's an amazing cast. Yeah. Like we yeah. had some, Jamie and, and, and Kyler and and I still think that director would did an amazing job. Like that Who was the director? Who's this the director? guy Joe Gallen, who okay. now does like he produces like television stuff that he like you know, directs uh, live events and shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but I thought he was incredibly talented, and that movie it holds up. Like that's funny. I, I like can that watch movie. that movie. I like that movie, and I liked you in that movie because you were like, you know, respectfully, like you were like a perfect blonde asshole. Right? <laughs> well, that's because I watched all those wonderful '80s movies. I know. It's like I that know. guy. Right. Wasn't it Billy Zabka? William Zabka? The guy from Karate Kid. Karate Kid. Karate like... Kid. The Shower. But I mean, every movie has that in the '80s. Yeah. I mean, you look at. I mean, but up until you know, even what we started messing with, which was She's All That, and. Um, Varsity Blues and all those movies. Right, it's right, just right, like, he right. did a great job with that parody. That movie holds up. And they play it. The guy at Comedy Central came up to me on the street and he was like, hey, we played another team movie and every time we play it, it starts off with like 300,000 viewers and then goes to 5,000 and, and it awesome. ends up with 2 million viewers. Yeah. And just people just turn it on That's and awesome. watch it. That's awesome. Yeah, I like that movie. Same as Super Troopers. Yeah, Same right. as Beer Fest. But we, we, we were, what was the thing on, we were talking about Beer Fest that we got over to? Oh, well, we were talking about the, uh, how we cast uh, Eco. Okay. And uh, that was the other okay. thing that was like, you, you know, the, the, the requirement for that role aside from immense talent, was we needed a Teutonic... We needed Teutonic blonde... Yeah. But also the German accent. You had a great German accent. But I didn't. You remember the table read? No. I never never auditioned. And I showed up in New Mexico where at what? Eric Christian Olsen doesn't audition. No, no. By the way... He's off her only. He's (laughs) off her only, this guy. That's not true. I don't know what happened, but I didn't audition. Well, it's because Jay was like, let's get him. Yeah, I think that's what happened. You guys were... were, Wait, hold on. Do the Shander Sekar impersonation. I know Eric Christian Olsen from The Loop. I could get him. Thank you. Why have you been holding on to us? Just go fucking get him. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty spot on accent. Yeah. yeah. But do you remember the table read at the, uh, after there remember, was a free was cocktail of... hour from five until seven at the uh, embassy suites. Yeah, yeah. I know it well. And then there was a table read. Well, yeah, we were in a little room. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we yes. sat around and read yeah, the yeah. script. That's the first time I'd ever read it out loud. You okay. guys probably had one before that. We had one before that. Uh, yeah. At with, Warner with, Brothers. With, uh, or not Jeff at Romanoff. Warner Yeah. No, it was like a hotel over in Sunset yeah. or whatever. That was the first time Cloris Leachman came in. Oh, God. But it was. We didn't have any of the Germans for that. No. Or we might have had Faxon as a friend reading all the Germans or something like that. Which might have been funnier than actually yeah. us doing yeah. it. That, no, that was because I remember I, I, I hadn't found the part of Finkelstein yet. Yeah. So I, instead of reading it like this, I actually read it like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it Which was, is a different movie. Or maybe and even like with a lisp or something. No, it was like this. Yeah. <laughs> and it was not funny at all. I read the, the entire two hour and Robin off. The thing is we didn't care because Cloris Leishman was there and she was reading her part and you're like, holy shit. Yeah, her German accent was fantastic. Yeah. That was the first time we met her. She's fantastic. She's right. the best. And Jeff Robinoff, who, who was the head of Warner Brothers, or, you know, head of president of Warner Brothers, no longer, but he, uh, I remember he came to that, that read-through and it's always, those read-throughs suck. They, they always suck, suck right? awful. Yeah. And so he's sitting there at the head of the table. Texting? And he, yeah, well, he's just on his Blackberry, right? Fuck. And we're like, oh, fuck. And we read the whole thing and we're like, this guy's not even fucking listening. And then we finish the read-through, and he's like, okay, here are my notes. 
and he was taking notes on his uh, BlackBerry the whole, time? the whole time. And he had detailed – I had so much respect for that guy when he did that because mm. you thought he was being the typical asshole, but he was – That's he was keeping notes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then he just – here are my notes, and then he emailed them to all of us. <laughs> you know? It's kind of genius. Great. That's it the head great. of a studio right it there. It was. He was great. That's, that's the bait and switch. Yeah. It yeah. may not be the bait and switch. Is, uh, all right. So you're in the you, – So we're in the, we're in the hotel. We're in the hotel room doing right, the table read. Right. I don't have a German accent. I read the whole right. thing. And Shana, Wait, in the table read? In the table read. The next day we start that. filming. Okay. And Shannon Sager comes up. He goes, <clears throat> so uh, – Do it in his voice. I don't know how to do it. You can do it. Just take a – Come in the front. You're quite study. There's so many rainbows. Exactly. There's it. You're going to you're gonna do a German accent tomorrow. That's – you do so in the Kermit good. the Frog. <laughs> that is pretty much Kermit the Frog. Here's how I get into Shander Sekar. Uh, the first thing you do is say, ah. Uh, uh, and uh, then I can, uh, And you get there. And then you get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, he asked me if I was going to do a German accent. And yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, no. I'm got, I, got, I got one. I just didn't want to bust it out of the table. I was got, but it's gonna, he's like, we're filming tomorrow. And I go, yeah, yeah, no, I'm going to get it. I'm going to yeah, get yeah, yeah. it. Had nothing. Uh, so I went and watched um, Downfall. Have you seen Downfall? No, no, uh-huh. it's a real movie about the downfall of Hitler. Okay, and then I watched Doctor Strange. Yes. Okay, yeah, okay. and then I watched Doctor Strange Love and combined the two into whatever that accent was. Okay, but okay. there were times when we were rolling. It would be me and Faxton and uh, Forte, yeah. and I would slip into Jamaican. <laughs> and fa- and but Forte would slip into Chinese. Chinese, Chinese yeah, that's a th- yeah. you guys, yeah, yeah. And like Faxon had a spot on because his grandmother is Crushed German, it. never dropped. But right. also, but also on Faxon's audition, he he was doing Schwarzenegger from Predator. He'd be like, "Come on, uh, come and fight me. Yeah. Here I am." <laughs> by, the way, right. by the way, he's the only one that got us back into our German accents, right. and he only did it by doing impersonations of Schwarzenegger. Of Schwarzenegger yeah. So all we're doing, the three of us, are impersonations of Schwarzenegger throughout yeah, yeah, the whole. Yeah. And you can see that in that first uh, in the scene where the two brothers first meet you guys in the arena. Yeah, and and you're in this fight with each other, and you guys are all like ad libbing at one point. It's like, come on, what are you waiting for? Bring come it! On. Come on, let's yeah. do this! Yeah. Come yeah. on! Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. That's all sorts of and it's all Matt Faxon roping in my Jamaican and roping in yeah, yeah, Will yeah, yeah. Forte's like, Chinese because yeah. his would break into Chinese halfway through oh, yeah. the dialogue. How you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> you know, like, but Forte's it was the greatest beard all the world. <laughs> oh, but that's that's my favorite line out yeah. of in that movie. His because I found Forte's accent and tone to be like slightly sadistic like you could he would go home that character would go home and like put on a biker hat and garter belt and, <laughs> and high heels and like crank the gramophone and you know yeah. and like and just be a sadist yeah no that's no, why Forte's a genius there's yeah. texture there's layers to that magic so you did no you didn't do any prep you just got down there and, and, and threw it out there I trusted that we would great. figure it out together and we did and we did I mean uh, uh, do you get people who ask you uh, quotes because Faxon he, he was on the quotes he, like you get I, well, I heard your thing. Every time, every time somebody orders a Bex somewhere, yeah, people scream. I was like, "Und Bex!" <laughs> scream, "Und Bex!" Wherever I am, yeah, "Und Bex!" Whenever a Bex gets ordered, I always hear somebody say that. Yeah, und no, bex. no, that one. And uh, uh, there's a couple of lines in that big confrontation the scene. Zima, yeah, Zima, Zima, I get a lot. Smearing off ices, smearing off ices. Yeah. But most people do that. Ula, ula, when they come up and do the <laughs> yeah. punches, yeah. which I don't know how that happened. And then the sure. what? What the fuck was that? Which I don't remember even Oh, the doing. clock? The clock thing. Yeah. Which got a big laugh in the oh, movie. Right, I don't right, remember right. doing it. What the it. fuck was that? What yeah, the fuck right. was that? That's probably was, an afterthought we threw in there. Yeah. yeah. And it, was like, and it was a nice pull. But that stuff, it's crazy because you do, like, I've done a couple of films now, and you can tell what people have seen based on how they come and approach you. Yeah, yeah. And the Beer Fest fans are always like, oh, no, they're like, <laughs> they're bum, it's a bum rush. Right. And it's like, you have to drink with me. Like, I, I don't know how you guys did tours. That's the problem. Without just killing yourself. Be careful what you wish We for. still, you know, like, we've been touring live 
for the last two years. I don't know how you do it. Oh, no, it's insane. And it's the, the Beer Fest fans. I mean, just the fans in general. Everywhere, I, I've told the stories on the podcast. So I don't want to tell it to you. But the bottom line is people, wherever we go, say your crowd drinks more than any other crowd we've ever had here, ever. And, like, you know, we sold the Paps Theater out of Paps Blue Ribbon <laughs> before wow. the show even started. Right. That's, that's, right. that's not good uh, prep. Yeah. Uh, Somebody got fired. They didn't know. They didn't know what was coming. They were good and lubed up, though, when it all happened. Though. Yeah. But that's what we did. Well, you, when we did that show, uh, is it on the DVD that you uh, – I can't remember. We did the show at the El Rey, and you guys, yeah. you guys came. And oh, um, okay. Wait, no, the Troubadour or the El Rey? The El Rey. Okay. And because uh, we had, we had uh, Eric and Faxon come up on stage and do the Beer Fest chug. Remember? Yeah, but it's not on the DVD. Oh, you know why? Because we couldn't get the rights from Warner Brothers. For yeah. Them. Yeah, they because we wore the tracksuits or whatever, and you guys right, came up and right. and we drank, and we but that it. was what we were doing for six months was going around and doing those chugs. Yeah, my God, against people. I just remember the. You remember? Have you talked about the rap party? No, no I like to though. Your, wait, I your guys down. Rap, yeah, the, the rap party, the real life chug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The rap party because you guys had to go film for another three weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the rap party for the Germans, we did like the real beer fest. That's on the DVD. That is on the yeah, DVD, yeah, yeah. and yeah. it's like. Yeah. Uh, that was one because a bunch of people filmed it, but it was let's. It was like, like you I guys filmed. were like, let's fucking square off for a real. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because you're a great beer drinker. I mean, you're a great chugger. I was in but, real life, but that was then. Like when you know, sure. if I had to do it now, <laughs> you're out of shape. Sure, like, you're, I've you're lost my ability. I am not. I am no right. longer ability. Like that, I tell people this, and they always ask me like experiences on movies, and like you know, they always ask who parties the hardest, who's you know, who is the most hardcore, and I said I've done a lot of movies with a lot of people. That partied, and I was like, I don't know if I've ever seen more people go big, and then show up for work on time, crush it for twelve hours, yeah. and then go big again. Yeah. I just remember at one point we were we were in a house, we went to a restaurant and and had dinner and then drinks, and then we went to a bar afterwards. Yeah. And then someone talked in the person that owned the bar into staying open late, and yeah. then we ended up at a house playing beer pong with yeah, my house your, and Jay's house yeah. and some lawyer who wanted to fight me. Yeah, yeah, Vehe. Vehe oh, yeah, wanted to get in yeah, a fight yeah. with Eco. And it was like six in the morning. <laughs> we great. had to go do something in like three hours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, because the drinking was institutionalized it in that was. movie. It, it was. was. It was part of the shooting and then part of the playing and then. It was also cyclical because, yeah, all day long you be chugging beer yes and if you're in any scene you're drinking beer oh. and then you just you know dissolve into the nighttime <laughs> when you're done shooting and you're just drinking beer again and then you do it all again everybody right. I, as i recall a lot of people had to be on antibiotics like people started getting yeah people sick. Were very sick he had a he had an asshole issue what was wrong with your <laughs> right? emotionally from drinking or so physically? Much. No, no. What happened? I, I just got I just got a case of the hemorrhoids, a severe case of the hemorrhoids <laughs> from drinking that much. It yes. was really it was from going to the bathroom so much. Oh my god! And after, as a result thereof, yeah. And so I had to go see a colorectal specialist <laughs> because of the boozing. <laughs> because of the boozing, and it like it was, it was a significant thing for like a while. Right. Like like a good six. I, I don't think we've ever told this story. Tell right. that motherfucker. Yeah. Well, see, what happened was I – so I had to go to colorectal specialist, and I went to this guy, and he, he had the biggest hands I've ever seen <laughs> on anybody. <laughs> That's not what you want. No, like hamburger you helper want, hands. You like, want dainty hands. Yeah. You want those kind of hands. Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Like four fat fingers where five should be is how many – like and <laughs> some Brett Favre shit or what? <laughs> oh, yeah. Just meat paws. Big hands. And I'm sitting – I've got my pants off, and I'm on his table. The bend right. over? Right. And he's – I'm not bent over yet. I'm just sitting there. And oh, because by the way – Okay, well, anyway, you, you don't bend over in terms of that. You lay on your side. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've had that. <laughs> lay on your side, like, you know, like you're... Which makes it creepier, by yeah, the way. Yeah, you're sure. in, like, fetal position. Yeah, fetal you're position. like a baby baby deer. <laughs> yeah. And he's got the gloves on, and he's going, uh, putting the, the lotion on his hand. And I, I saw it, and I was like, uh, 
uh, where's the bathroom? I just have to run to the bathroom really quickly. He's like, oh, down the hall. And I just walked out. You didn't come back. I didn't come back. And I, I decided what I needed was to get a, a female colorectal specialist with small hands to put her finger up my ass because I couldn't – this guy was going to – he was going to do you. terrible things to me. Right. And so I did. So I, I, you know, I, I, I went to a, a female. She was, she was a beautiful woman. Did you go sure. on Yelp? And uh, <laughs> do, we, do we want to give her a plug right no. now? Smallest handed. That was just uh, the sound I made when she put her finger up my ass. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> but no, she she she. <laughs> we do chew it, you know. It, but this it was a powerful. This is what it sounded like when she was checking your asshole out. It didn't sound like that at all. So have you been back to her? Well, like it was actually a, a very intense experience because, like, she would go up there with, you know, other devices. And like like dildos, she put uh, <laughs> with her dick. <laughs> the, t- the story makes a dark turn. What's going on now? Shit! What happened there? She had a dick. I, th- I mean, look. It, I want to. This is your podcast. I don't want to tell this whole story. No, okay. it's your podcast. Okay. okay. Well, but like, okay. So she <laughs> tell the fucking story. Okay. So far, you've got a beautiful yeah. woman with things we'll just, in your ass. We'll Why just cut are you it out of it? Okay. Well, she first she said to me, okay. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go up your ass digitally with my finger. She didn't say okay. ass. She said rectum. She said rectum. Okay. Right. And then she said, then I'm gonna um, take a camera, and or not a camera. Then she basically like a funnel type device. She said, I'm gonna put a device up there. Okay. Just to, so I can actually look in. Okay. And then I'm gonna sell that shit on eBay. Yeah. And Finkelstein's then, asshole. Yeah. And then she said, uh, <laughs> then she said, and then I'm going to um, give you two shots of adrenaline what? in your asshole to bring down the swelling. And I was like, shots in my asshole? And she said, Boy. in the asshole. Boy. And so I was like, oh, my God. Heavy foreplay right now. Yeah. Wow. So now she says to me, she says. What said, does her voice sound like? You do an impersonation of her. Uh, oh, I can't. I, it's like this. Oh, I wouldn't it's beautiful. Dare. It's I wouldn't beautiful. Dare. I'm going to give like you. A, it's like a nightingale. <laughs> yeah. No, I love, because uh, I, I fell in love with this woman. <laughs> I fell in love. I fell <laughs> this in woman is now the well, mother of your children. It was, like, it was like the Stockholm syndrome. Like yeah, I yeah, did yeah, develop yeah. an, an abusive career. relationship. Very She's in power. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get it. And so, like, so she said, okay, now, before I go in there, um, uh, do you think there is stool up there? And I was like, say what? <laughs> and she said, do you think there is stool up there? And I was like, what? And she said, if, if you were in Las Vegas oh, God, and okay. you had to make a bet on whether or not I was going to find stool up there, what would you bet on? And I said, uh, okay, well, in that case, I'd say there's no stool up there. Because I had gone that, okay. that morning. She said, okay. okay. Well done. Premeditated. Good okay. work. So she says, okay, now take off your pants and lay on your side, which I, which I did. And the first thing she did was she opened up my little anus and peeked in. Okay. Like she just a little peek in with What's like one eye closed, okay. Okay. one eye open. <laughs> okay. The greatest podcast of all okay. time. Okay. <laughs> she, she peeked in into my anus. And I, at that moment, I was like kind of chuckling to myself because I was like, how like with all the medical options available to somebody in med school, does she decide that she wants to go into assholes? That's a great question, sure. by the way. Sure. Yeah. should have asked her that. I should have. But I was, I, my heart was beating. I, I was nervous. And then she said, okay, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go in digitally. And I heard the, you know, she did it. And she, she put her finger in my ass. Right. And like I was breathing heavy and starting you came to sweat immediately. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> and uh, and so then you know she she took it out and then I felt the device going. You know, like she like she took a bigger look. And this is like if you've ever you know had a proctology exam or anything like that. It's like it's it's no laughing matter. Like you're you're breathing heavily. It feels like you're you have to poop. Okay. It feels like you're pooping, actually. Okay. And it's a psychological thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm All getting right. I'm getting the like. Let's skip <laughs> okay. the details. Let's get to the point. Anyway, we're done. The, a, a degrading thing happens. She says, "Like she's like, okay, wipe yourself." 
Uh-huh. And oh, actually, no, she wiped my ass for oh, me. Oh, okay. She wiped my ass for it's me. A perk. And then she said, "But now," and then finish it off, like really <laughs> d- dab yourself. And I'm like, Ugh. and so then I put my pants back on, okay. quickly. And she just tells me, she's like, basically, you know, you're gonna be fine. I'll just give you, you know, she's like, just give you the shots of adrenaline, you know, every month or so. And I was like, well, oh, oh, fuck, when is that happening? She's like, what are you talking about? I did it already. And I was like, wait, you gave me two shots of adrenaline? She's like, yeah, you're not supposed to feel that. I was like, you've done it to me already? She said, yeah. And I could feel myself, like, emotionally being relieved and, like, falling for this woman. You love her. That's where you fell in love. You that, love her. That was, she secretly gave you adrenaline <laughs> shots up your ass. Yeah. And then she said, <laughs> and by the way, you would have uh, won the bet. And I was like, what bet is that? And she goes, no, no stool. stool. <laughs> that's your out right there. Yeah. That's a sa- cut to commercial yeah, at that no, point because that's no a salad stool. out. Yeah. And, and then, then she, she did you get a little wink at you and walk out the room? Well, yeah. and, then, and then she said, and, and Cut to you two at Italian restaurant. <laughs> well, she said, I'll have the pen there. With her gloves on. Yeah. She said, by, by the way, I do have to tell you, you've got incredible sphincter tone. Uh, no, she didn't. She did. She didn't say that. She did. You have incredible sphincter tone? Sphincter tone, because like when she, when she puts the finger in the, in the ass, the natural reflex is to squeeze your yeah, asshole. No. And she said like it, like it cracked her knuckle. How did you feel in that moment? <laughs> I, I was falling in love with this woman so like exponentially, because it was like... The experience had been so intense. So scary. And now I was she so relieved. She just said, you know what? You, you need to hydrate and have some fiber. You're just, you know, you're still <laughs> inflamed from the experience. And I'll give you the shots every right. month. You don't love me. You just need some fiber. Well, what happened is I started to get so into it. I would go like every three weeks and every whoa, two whoa, weeks. Whoa, whoa, A month. Right. She told you a month. She right said now. a month. And I would show up there early. early. And what would she say? She bat her eyelashes? She'd be, she'd be like, "Back, really? I feel like I just saw you. And then like ultimately – she laid the bad news. She said, uh, by the way, I just wanted you to know I'm, I'm moving uh, back to Chicago because uh, my husband and I want to raise our kids there where we're from. And so she broke up with you. She, she dumped me. This just became a John Cusack book. <laughs> it was terrible. And then I did, there was one more thing, which was that Kevin had recommended his GP, a general practitioner, to me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to this guy. Right. And uh, I told him about my problems. And he says, who's your uh, specialist? And I said, uh, now I can't remember her name, but I, 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 I said her name. And he was like, oh, I went to med school with her. Like, she's hot. And at that, when he said it to me, I almost leapt across the table and <laughs> ripped his him. fucking throat. How dare he? How dare he? he this is the love of your life. Son woman. of a bitch. Yeah. She's not an object. No, she's not. It's, but I, I used to imagine her, like, before I knew she was married, like, sitting alone, eating, like, you know, coming home after a day at work. <laughs> yeah, well, just being like, you know, it's like, you know, how many assholes do you have to check to make you go home and be like, whew, what a day. <laughs> And like one coming home, I think so. Coming home and like sitting there, like making herself a nice piece of veal and pouring herself a glass of wine and eating by herself. And like thinking of you, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. She's a dignified person. Anyway, that anyway, came from too much drinking. That would happen. That's what happened from drinking. That would happen. He fell in love. Back to the rap party. Yeah, yeah. But the rap. That I mean, that was it. Is that you? You know, you. But well, we had some. We squared off. We squared off. Meals. And and I think the Germans won. I think what happened. I think was, we did best of three. We did, we did best, best of, three, of three, but I think ultimately we won. Did we you? did? We did. Yeah. What we, happened is in in the best of three in the first round, Germans. One of our the Germans won. One of our um, teammates started was, crying. Was not up to the competition. Right. Do we want you don't want to talk about who that was? We don't have to talk about. Well, it, it doesn't matter. People can go watch it on the beer fest video because we swapped that guy out. We swapped that guy for out for my brother. Oh yeah, your and then my brother that's came right, in because your brother. Yeah, yeah. For the championship round, because like we won you one, lost in one, and then the championship round. Yeah, we lost the first. But one. you had a ringer too, because one of the one of your guys wasn't there. Also, I don't even know if Rolf drinks. 
It may not Ralph be. was drunk that night. Oh, he was? Maybe Gunter doesn't no, drink. No, no Gunter, Gunter was, was shit-faced. Shit that night. Well, Which was great. And Gunter Schlierkamp, he, just, he was the kind of like, not the taller guy, but the bigger guy. He was like one of the top bodybuilders in the world. Do we know what happened to him? Is he still doing bodybuilding? Oh, yeah, yeah. He's still around. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's around. I mean, he's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta get on that. Yeah, get on that Facebook. Get on that Facebook. Yeah, say but he was. There. He it's was. Uh, I think he, you know, picked Lemmy up and put him on his, you know, one arm and. You know, uh, oh yeah, we do that. Chugging or whatever. Yeah, but like, I mean, he was shit faced that night. And it was. Yeah. It was amazing to be with a guy that size who's just absolutely hammered. Well, it's like getting King Kong drunk and waiting for him to break shit. Yeah, like yeah. I always felt like his because his hands were the size of all of our heads. Yeah, yeah. but he, that was his thing though. Actually, he said like when he would make love to his girlfriend. She would ask him to act like a gorilla. Yeah, and he would do this gorilla move. Yeah, where he would like pound his chest and like you know. Well, he would scrape his knuckles on the ground. Yeah, he, and... he would he would be on all fours and he would get up on his knuckles and he would did it for us. Yo, he did it for us. And this, here's a guy I who's that day. Yeah, one like, of the top Ooh. five uh, bodybuilders in the world. There was showing a, you his gorilla move when he fucks his girlfriend. Yeah, and it was you were like you are a gorilla, dude. Yeah. Like you wow. could take yeah, a gorilla. I wouldn't fuck with you, buddy. He, and he also told us that because he and he and Rolf and Schwarzenegger are all great friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said that he and Schwarzenegger they used to play a game. It's, it was called like fist knuckle, or knuckle like, or something. Yeah, 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 translate from German, and it was literally they would curl their fingers or one finger around the other index finger, right? And it was a tug of war with fingers. And that was like uh, like their fingers were locked, and they would it would be about who could pull the other Jesus. one to the other side of the table. It was like a, that's a muscle yeah, game, it's a muscle thing. It's a different ball game. But you guys were good drinkers. You guys did a good. You, you guys, I think you know, if we didn't bring our ringer in, you probably would have beat us. Yeah, your brother was heavy. And at uh, that point, he had skipped the first round. He went straight right. to the went to the semis. He had right. fresh legs. Yeah. Um, did you guys like bond? Like you know, like you hear stories like Animal House, like all those bad guys bonded. Did you guys have little bonding sessions? You little Germans, you I little German guys. We did, we were actually weren't down there that long. It was only like two. It was like two weeks. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I yeah. mean, you guys had already been filming a bunch, and then you go film a bunch of stuff yeah. after that. But yeah, I mean, Nat and and Forte. I mean, those are guys are those are great dudes. Yeah, yeah, good men. Um, and we had a lot of fun down there. What about Jurgen? Did you did you did you uh, connect at all with Jurgen Prach now? No, Grandpapa. No, he kept yeah. his distance. I feel like I just saw him someplace, and he came up and gave me a hug. Oh yeah, there you go. Uh, and you know who who was. Um, Oh my god! I'm gonna, Highlander. Uh, oh, Lambert, Clancy, Christopher Lambert. Was he in Beerfest? No. no, it's on IMDb. That he's in Beerfest? Yeah. No, he's C- not. In Christopher Beerfest. Lambert. Christoph Lambert. There's somebody Lambert else. There's somebody else that I just ran it's into Adam too Lambert. that was in uh, in Beerfest that came up to me and I don't recall it. Cloris Leachman. No, Cloris. I remember. God, she was a genius. Yeah. She's like she's one of those people that's. And you, know, you talk about transitioning into. You know, being an older actress and, and still crushing it. Oh, I know. She's only gotten God. better. She was amazing. She's just a comic genius. And Monique. Monique was great. She was yeah. real and fearless. Yeah. And that's part of it. Sucking face with uh, Jurgen Prock now. God, they went at it. They but I do like, remember... The, shit got weird. It did get really weird in, yeah. front every, in front of a lot of people. But I, I remember the first... I think the first scene you guys shot was that submarine scene. Wasn't that Which true? Got, yeah, I got cut. No, 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 no that's, that's in there. there. It's a it great is? scene. Yeah, yeah, it's a great scene. I just, I just remember being like, uh, I want to change my hair in every scene, and you guys being like, all right, whatever, you can do whatever. But well, you did. Yeah, you, sometimes <laughs> and it was slicked back. And the worst, was... like sometimes we straightened it and parted it right on the middle. <laughs> yeah, it was. My, I remember my mom being like, "Why would you do that to yourself?" I was like, right. "It's comedy." She goes, Fun. "You look terrible." I go, "It's not about looking." Good. <laughs> I know. I was German this guy. German who was who was a little bit homoerotic and wanted to change sure. his hair in every that's shot. That's what they do. Yeah, they because do. one, you that, and then I think you had like a like a. Didn't you guys have like a bathing caps on oh, in that yeah. uh, chalet scene where you guys are working out on the treadmills and yes. shit like that? Yes, super creepy, weird. And there's another yeah. scene you cut in a bedroom. Do you remember that one? Oh, which one was it? Which one was it? Is it like somebody in a kitchen scene? 
Oh, oh yeah, no, because it was uh, we shot those back to back. We shot we shot the scenes where oh, yeah. uh, you guys started sabotaging yes. us yeah. in town, and yes. then there were like news reports about yes. you guys sabota- sabotaging shit. Yeah, that got all whittled down. In fact, it was it was in. The it's supposed to be the kitchen of the Schnitz and Giggle Tavern. Yes, yeah. is what the you location lost, is. You lost your finger, or whatever. Yes. You were the guy who lost the finger, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. But I remember that was where I feel like I realized that Gunter was a hilarious actor because we. That was one of the first times we gave him lines. Right. <laughs> he had a very funny high voice like this, but he was like a monster of a man, and he would talk like this. Yeah. And he was so lovable. But you also had a wonder where it went from like Forte to me to Faxon and ended on him, and he had to say this line. And right. by the time it got to him, he got so worked up and freaked out. <laughs> right. I was crying. I mean, that's the Forte, beauty of it. Oh, God, it was so much fun. Yeah. Right. Right, that's the beauty of like hearing that guy's fucking voice. Because he would get more nervous, and I think his voice would get higher and higher. But the time yeah. the camera got to him, he would just and I, it, it, there was a news report or something that was yeah, 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 yeah. yeah uh, somebody God, was a reporter that was interviewing. That, how yeah. many years ago is that? It's two thousand six. Uh, two thousand six. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's seven. Unbelievable. Seven years. Let's um. How let's, time uh, flies. Can I talk to you about uh, NCIS yeah, Los talk Angeles? Talk about anything you want. Um, that's the show you're on now. That's where you can see uh, Eric Christian Olsen right now. Tuesday nights, nine o'clock, CBS. Yeah. I mean, that's like a. It sounds like a gruel. Like it's a, that's a lot of work. That show. Um, we do. Last year we did twenty five episodes in an hour. Uh, yeah, it's an hour long show. So every episode takes uh, eight days, and oh we shoot God. you know twelve to sixteen hours, which is Jeez. crazy. Yeah, because I mean half hour shows they shoot in a week. Yes. Yeah. So when we so add those extra twenty two minutes, and they only have three extra days, oh and we do what's crazy about the show is uh, we did a lot of sh- or I, we I did a lot of shows prior to this that were hour long dramas with yeah. no action and no car chases yeah, yeah. and no fight scenes, and those were like that's tough. And then you add like James Bond stunts with you know explosions, yeah, and it's just and, like uh, you're yeah. you're doing you know eight pages a day. And the first half of the day is blowing up two cars and rolling something over a thing and diving away from a bomb. Like, it's right. a James Bond, like a little James Bond movie in eight days. It's, I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Every day I go, I can't believe we made the day. Yeah. I can't believe we, we made like, it. Like, I guess we don't, I mean, we've never done that kind of thing. But, like, when you, when you work that much, that consistently, that many hours every day, do you just automatically become a better actor? Uh, that's a great question. Um, like, your muscles are all in th- tune with it? Mm-hmm. I think it can do... Either I think you can become worse, yeah. or you can become. Why? Why? why like, why would you I think worse? if you if you start just kind of dialing it in, yeah. and at some point you just go, I've done this so many times, and you start throwing it away, and all of a sudden I think you get worse. I mean, I've seen that happen to people. You, everybody has. You watch a TV show, and you watch yeah. people get progressively worse. So you try to find beats and things that are real, and uh, you know the, all the crap they talk about with honest moments and real connections, and yeah. you, you fight for those. Otherwise, it becomes you know twenty five. We've done, they've done one hundred and one, but NCIS has done. I think they're almost at 200 episodes. Yeah. It's the number one show on TV. They yeah. have 25 I mean, you guys have You guys have 20 million people watching. We're show number two. Week. Yeah, we're number two. Uh, uh, and you were, now, did you come in like the second season or something like that? How I came that in at the end of the first season. They had some people on the show, um, and for whatever reasons, it wasn't, it wasn't working, so they just killed them. They killed okay. three people in the first wow. season. Okay. And were you recurring at that point, or did they bring you in? Like, were you like, you no. did some spots on the show, and no. then like, let's get this guy they, more if, more. And anybody that watches the show will know in the first season, there was a couple of times a cop was introduced, yeah. and then nothing happened with it. Okay. So they had brought on someone. So you're an L.A. cop. You're like the liaison to their yeah. kind of Navy uh, yeah. investigation is, unit. Is That's the theory. Marty Deeks? Marty Deeks is the character. Marty. Deeks. Marty. Which okay. in Australia, who's our creator, Marty's a very cool name. I go, Maddie. I go, Marty? And he goes, Maddie. yeah. I go, is that, a, is that a cool name in Australia? He goes, yeah. Is it not here? I go, 
No. <laughs> I guess we'll call <laughs> so you Deeks. Deeks. We'll call yeah. you Deeks. So everything was called me Deeks. Yeah. All right. So, so anyway, so the, the the characters were so they introduced them and then and yeah. then but that wasn't the person. So each time they wrote something in, they couldn't just take it out. So they have these cops popping up and they just end up killing people off. Okay. And so I did. I was supposed to do the last five episodes, but I was doing the thing at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So I did two episodes. Left for the the last three. And they called me when I was up shooting a thing and said, you know, we want you to come back and, and be a part of the show. And is that a decision for you at that point? Or are you like, definitely? Or are you like, that's a huge commitment. I'm making a movie. I like making movies. Was uh, there a thing in your mind? I, th- I think that, you know, I wanted to start a family. And sure. I was gone six months out of the year yeah. shooting movies. And I that's really tough. I mean, yeah, you guys yeah. know when you're Absolutely. traveling all the time Absolutely. how difficult it is on, on your family and, and your wives. And I said I want to be in L.A. and I'd love to do something where I can do comedy and drama and yep. do some action sequences so I can have my brother to do you know stunts for me. But right. also... Oh, so your brother's your stuntman, right? Uh-huh. He was in the Navy, right? He was a SEAL. Holy wow. shit. You guys never met him? I did. We played softball against oh, him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He, he was the Wait, real... He's not that good of a softball Against player. him? He's terrible. He's awful. He's an awful softball player. But he can kick the shit out of me. He can kick the shit out of all of us. If yeah. we all decided to fight him on the field, we would probably Does lose. that make feel like, make, uh, like LL Cool J and Chris O'Donnell, do they, do they feel like inadequate when your brother's around no, or what? No. Those he's guys, the real deal, your brother. LL Cool J could make love to him well, though. I know, but he's the, he, his if, brother's the real deal. I know. And LA, these guys are LL acting. is one of the toughest cats I know. Yeah. I mean, you, you heard the story about the guy breaking yeah, into his he, house. He, yeah, he caught the guy breaking into his house? You, you, I mean, just the worst luck on the planet you break sure. into. He, he is, I, my first scene I did on that show yeah. was a MMA choreographed fight scene that was four minutes long. He's 245. What, against him, you're Against him. It was him and I in a big fight scene. Oh, okay. All right. And, and, like in a ring? In a, in a ring, MMA, a full awesome. MMA fight. That's awesome. Okay, two forty five, six two, pure muscle. Like oh, I've, shit. he may be the toughest, like most ripped actor. It's like him and The Rock are yeah, the yeah, two yeah. most mm-hmm. ripped actors I've seen in person. Jesus. Um, what so do you call him? I call him Todd. He introduces himself okay. as Todd. All right. You don't but, call him LL. I mean, I would love to, but he says isn't Todd. he James? Then it's uh, J- James Todd. Okay. okay. JT. Okay. Do you call him JT? No, I don't. The ladies love cool James, That's right? right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. LL cool Todd James. Okay. Um. So he, uh, yeah, no, I was, it was a decision because at that point they wanted me to do all five and I wanted to do the movie. And so they said, well, if you're going to go do the movie, you're, you're not going to be part of the show. So it was a negotiation. Wait, 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 what movie? The Thing. Oh, Because right. I booked those at almost the exact same time. Okay, okay. But and you're were, doing that. You, you did that movie. You did the movie. I, I, yeah, they yeah. ended up working it around it. Oh, so okay, I gotcha, did two okay. episodes and then went off and did The Thing. And then yeah. at some point flew back for a weekend, did that fight scene and then okay. flew back to Alaska at 10,000 feet and shot the first couple of sequences and wow. The Thing. Okay. Um, but I think that's always a decision. But I should be so lucky. First off, it's impossible to find work. Sure, it's impossible. Sure, and then to have a show that was already sold into syndication, already had you know at that point right. 15, huge 16. viewership. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, I should be so stability. Lucky. It's great. And <laughs> is it? Do you love it? Is it? Is I do. It a blast. It's it's it, uh, you can't ask for a better job. You shoot for you shoot in L.A. We shoot in L.A., which is one of the, one of the great things about it. We start you know next week. Okay, and okay. I shoot through May, middle of May. Wait, May of next year? Yeah. Oh my God! Do you get any? What do you get? How, Two, Christmas. How, how, how Two much time Christmas is off? off? Two days off for Thanksgiving, and then like a week and a half for Christmas. Fuck! Oh my God! Everybody, if you watch like the first season of the show, Chris O'Donnell and, me, and myself at the end of that season, we all look ten uh, years ragged. younger. Yeah, yeah. And then just by the end of the season, people are just like. I mean, there's points when they were like rolling. I didn't know what I was saying. I was yeah. just, you're just, uh, you, you, once your body doesn't get that much sleep that many months in a row, right? people are just wrecked. But does that, and so does that stop being fun for a while? I think there's always the moment where you go, I'm exhausted, but everybody gets exhausted and I'm getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. And the job is fucking great. And the job is great. I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I, I feel, I, I watch like, I'm a huge fan. 
you know, basketball fan. We have season tickets at the Clippers. Yeah. And when you watch those guys complain about anything, you want to be like, shut the fuck up. Sure. Yeah. You're sure. a professional basketball player getting paid millions of dollars to play this sport and travel the world. Yeah. And I feel the same thing kind of about when you're working as an actor. It's the sure. greatest job in the world. So even the times when you're like, yeah, you got to you got to take perspective right. and say, I could be selling insurance in fucking Glendale. Yeah. He, there was a great, remember, there was a documentary uh, made um, about the movie From Dusk Till Dawn. The documentary was called Full Tilt Boogie, directed by a friend of ours, Sarah, Sarah Kelly. Kelly yeah. And they had an interview with that actor, Michael Parks. And uh, Michael Park. Uh, Parks. Parks, I think. Parks. Yeah, Dust yeah. Till Dawn. Isn't that the yeah. Tarantino? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, but so Michael Park is in the movie, and he's talking about that very thing, about hearing actors comp- like on the set complaining about how they're having chicken for a second day in a row. And he's like, yeah, chicken. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Meaning, like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> right. exactly, and right. enjoy your for- good fortune. Yeah, yeah. Did you now, like, as in you're, you're playing L.A. Cop in it? Do you like? Did you do any like ride along shit or any of that kind of bull- stuff? We worked you know, with like a- we worked with tech advisors for sure. Okay. You got to get that stuff right, yeah, especially yeah. on a show like that. A lot of the viewers are you know post <clears throat> guys that were in the army and the navy and, and sure. real cops, and so they. They they watch that stuff, and so we have someone there every day for tech advising stuff to make sure all that stuff's right. And then my brother comes and does some of the, like the baller stuff, the out of control like seal okay. methods of entry courses and all that. <laughs> okay, shit. That's, oh, that's pretty sweet. Awesome. Have you ever uh, shot a gun sideways on camera? You know, never. Like, okay, because that's incorrect. <laughs> that's incorrect. <laughs> that's incorrect. Yeah. yeah. Do you do you have you seen the Kevin Hart stand up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you see his new movie? No, the one that's out of the theaters now? Yeah. No, no, no. I went and saw it, and he has a big bet. He does a thing about how he does his own security, and this guy taught him how to you know, take a gun away from someone, but then the person turned it sideways, and he was out. He's like, I'm out. He's sideways. <laughs> this guy's real. I can't do it. <laughs> just takes his clothes off and gives him all his money. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, so no, I mean, uh, yeah, no, never, never shot it sideways. Are you a big Kevin Hart fan? Yeah. We, I mean, we, we met him, we've met him a couple times. Yeah. Um, we did a show with him one time. Yeah, we did a stand-up show with him. He's really funny. And I think he's he he's also I think there's there's something to be said about great comedians that um, are really funny, and there's something to be said about those media, comedians that make the transfer to film. That there's something really endearing about them that you emotionally connect oh, yeah, with, yeah, yeah, and yeah. he has that. Like I'll make the journey with him. He, this yeah. movie is ridiculous because the first twenty minutes is like this self proclamation. Like Tupac wrote it. He's like, "Look where I've been, and look what I'm doing, and how many seats I've sold out." And you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. yeah. And then throughout the whole show, you, you know, he's so funny that you kind of forgive him for that. At the end of the show, he has this moment. He says, I don't want to get real, but this is Madison Square Gardens. And I can't tell you what this feels like. You know, I've always dreamt about this. And he gets tears in his eyes. And you're like, right. I'm with you. Right. I'm with you wherever you're going to go. I'm going to see your next movie because I care about you. Yeah. Um, and he's a super nice guy in real life. That's real what nice. I mean. You I'll, see that. Yeah. I'll tell you the, the Kevin Hart story. Our Kevin Hart story. Okay. Do it. We're, uh, we were down at uh, USF doing a show at USF, uh, University of Southern Florida, right? And uh, we're in Tampa in this big, like, the basketball arena. It's like a 5,000, 6,000-seat arena. And it was a college show, so they had a, a couple of different comedians, and we're on the bill with Kevin Hart. It's Broken Lizard and Kevin Hart, right? Kevin Hart's First billing. Doing, Look at you. Well, we, he, we were actually – he went on first, so, like, the joke was that – the joke was Kevin that, Hart went on first, yeah. Yeah, it was that he opened for us. That was the joke. And so, so Kevin Hart, uh, so he does a, uh, 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 there you go. He does a, uh, 45 minutes and then we do 45 minutes. That's the way the show works, right? It's not like someone's open for someone. It's just, you know. So uh, the place is packed. There's 5,000 people in the arena. And uh, Jesus. Kevin Hart All does students. his, students. yeah, Kevin Hart does his, his set, 45 minute set or whatever. And then he finishes and, um, and then, we come on, and Lemmy is Lemmy is first up. Well, we do, but we do the a Super Trooper sketch first. Yeah, and then you do your thing. Yeah. So as soon as Kevin Hart is done, as soon as Kevin Hart's done, five out of the five thousand people, probably 
4,000 of them stand up and start walking for the exits. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Literally. And the sa- just the sound of 4,000 people heading for the exits is deafening. Right? Oh, my God. And so we start doing our act and, like, we go off. We do a Super Troopers thing. We get off. You saw that show. You, yeah. you saw that show. And then Lemmy comes out and does a stand-up. And it's just people, like, bottlenecking trying to get out of the arena. And we all came out of the green room because we had to watch the spectacle of this 4,000 people walking out of the arena while Lemmy's trying to do his set. Oh, my it's God. wonderful. Yeah, and I, I looked over at our tour manager just, like, I looked at him off at the side of the stage. He just shrugged. And was like, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's Kevin Hart's a big comedian. Yeah. He's a you huge guys comedian. Are, you guys and he, has like, he had a huge like, YouTube following. And, oh, oh, yeah. It's a different ball. But I actually felt that uh, it was so ridiculous, even from my perspective. Yeah. And as, as strange as it was, I was also enjoying the moment of, you know, hey, what's it like to be a human being on the planet Earth and, and be speaking and having 4,000 people <laughs> walking out. out on you? By the way, that's, that's the only way to look at that situation, is. which is like no one else is going to have to know it. No one else knows what this feels like. And what a wonderful right. opportunity to feel this kind and of we laugh our asses. We did. laugh our asses. But the problem is when I came backstage, you know, Kevin Hart was back there. Yeah. And he was like, oh, man, that's tough. Don't worry about that, man. Don't worry about that. I was like, oh, fuck. Come God on. damn it, Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah. You're so goddamn nice. <laughs> yeah. 4,000 people just walked out. He's like, I have to What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, uh, what's your level of involvement on that show in terms of, like, do you, as an actor, do you guys get involved in any kind of, like, storylines, writing, any of that kind of stuff, or no? I think really early on, I was naive to think that that you <laughs> that I well that just that I had something to add to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I have ideas about the character, and they're really good about letting me kind of try stuff. And you can s- see that there's you know improv on the show. But as far as kind of what I would call macro storytelling, like when you do a movie, you have 120 pages. You know sure. where you start, you know where you end, you know what your arc is going to be. You can figure out your beats. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you do a TV show, it's a pilot. You're like, I'm going to do everything I can because this pilot's going to be funny. And then right. maybe you get on the air. If you get on the air, you do five, six episodes. Right. And I can figure out storytelling with that kind of stuff. When you're talking about telling stories over 24 episodes a season and then maybe 10 years on the air, I don't have a clue what the fuck I'm talking about. Sure. Mm-hmm. So I've realized very early on that like it's just like- Put it into the hands of those guys. The guys that know, like the guys, because we have one guy that did ER, Shane yeah. obviously did NCIS. Yeah, yeah. Like these guys know how to, you know, it's that mystery How box. big of a writing staff is it? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, eight okay. or nine. Okay. Um, they know how to un, you know, unpack the mystery box very slowly. Yeah. Yeah. And so, who am I to? The, the fights that I used to have are like, what about this? And why don't we do this? And try this? And it's just like take all your expectations, and then slow them down because right. you're not doing, you know, brothers and sisters where every week has to be like some come out of character-driven dramatic turn. Sure. You have a, a formula, you have a procedure, and then you can slowly reveal the characters, which is why I think those kind of shows last for 10 years yeah, yeah, versus yeah. they burn out. Like, they go hot for three and then they burn after five. Right. Because you have that formula that allows you to introduce a bad guy and then just slowly, you know, reveal the characters. But yours, so, yours feels pretty loose. Like, you know, the episodes I've seen with you are like, it feels very loose and improv-y. Your stuff, your, like the, the, the back and forth and the quips and the things like that feels a very... Do they give you freedom to do that? They kind let of stuff? me try stuff, but that's also okay. I think that's you know very kind of early on. I realized that's the kind of acting that I like the most. Sure, is that just was the most natural because I feel like anytime you're telling a lie and you can tell on stage or yeah, you can yeah, tell yeah, in, yeah. in the movie or the TV show, then it's bullshit. Right. So if if, if it feels like improv, it's because I, you know that's the that it's probably I'm, I'm sure it's scripted. Uh-huh. And so so wait, okay, so like I know you know on on a show like that, there's you have your writers and then there's always the technical advisors. Yep. How does that work together? In the script, like, is there a technical advisor yes. reading the script in advance? That's and then- a damn good question. Yeah, we have a tech advisor there when they break story. We have a tech advisor there when they get the, the they get the script and they turn in their round of notes. Okay. 
uh, and then you know while we're shooting too, and that becomes interesting because it's the dynamic of this is what I want, and this is what reality is, yeah. and this is CBS, and this is not war. So where do we figure out you know kind of where the where we can blend these two ideas? Sure, and it, sometimes it becomes a confrontation, which is just like and and who is the confrontation between the tech, the tech advisors and whatever writer says okay. this is what I want, and they yeah. go okay, well let's just understand what you want isn't realistic, so <clears throat> right. we got to find a way to make this work. And the good news about like Todd LL and these guys are like. Let's make it real. Like, you know, let's not sensationalize. And it's obviously sensationalized, but let's try to find beats that have some kind of relevance in any kind of reality. Yeah. Right. And so then, I guess, I mean, this is a writer's question. And, uh, you, you know, like, so you have, you said eight? Eight uh, or nine. Eight or nine writers. And so, you know, on any episode, it'll say uh, written by, yep. and, and I'll have one name or yep. two names. How does it work like that? Is it like... Is that by whoever like sort of took the reins of that script? And they're the ones who get the credit? That's different for every show. So for like half-hour comedies, you just kind of pass that hat around and okay. everybody kind of writes it together, most of the stuff I've done. Yeah. It's like when you guys, I'm sure you can't put five names on it, so you got to you know split them up. And right. in Loop, we did the same thing. And most uh, hour-longs are written, like someone goes off and breaks story and comes back and they kind of all write it together and someone does rewrites. The, ours is the most unconventional writer's room I've ever seen. Uh, Shane, who runs the show with Scott Gemmell, they're just super confident. They know what they want. They have great writers, and they go off and write these stories on their own. They come back, turn in their notes, they get rewrites, and they go off and write again. So there isn't a, a traditional writer's room. So those guys that wrote those scripts are the real writers. They're the ones yeah. that actually did it. I mean, once in a while you get a, you know, a page one rewrite if it needs help, and that's when Scott and Shane stay up all night doing rewrites. Right. But that's and that's a lot of times, and I think one of the, the difficulties with that is that you lose consistency because some people write characters different, sure, sure. and some people write characters better. Like there's a couple of writers that crush, you know, character dialogue for me. Yeah. And there's a couple of writers that just don't do that. Yeah. And you know, I've had conversations, you know, talking about the difference between, you know, set pieces and a bit. You know right. what I mean? Right. Is it like? Like the blonde hair, blue-eyed Teutonic writers are the ones who nail your dialogue? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Matt <laughs> okay. Faxon would crush yeah. my writing. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's interesting because you have, you know, different writers. Dialogue is a very tricky thing. you gravitate toward those writers? Uh, I, have a good relation- I have a good relationship with all the writers. Like but send I'm them also a turkey very- at Christmas time or something like that? <laughs> Mostly whiskey. Yeah. But I'm also, I'm really, you guys know this, I'm confrontational about kind of what it is sure. that I yeah, think. Yeah. Um, and so I have a pretty good dialogue with all those guys. Yeah. I don't, girls. I don't feel like I ever saw you be confrontational with anybody on our set. That's because he was still working on his German accent. Sure, sure. <laughs> no, but, but I, didn't, I didn't see any – like there was nothing that I thought like this doesn't work. Like everything that we were doing in that situation and what you asked of me I thought made sense and was right. funny. Yeah. Right. Jürgen Prochnow was, uh, was more – I mean no, he was wonderful. But well, he was because like, – he, he would be like – he, yeah. he would be like uh, – he'd look at the script of dialogue and he'd be like, what is this uh, stable boy? What's a stable boy? And you're like, oh, it's stable boy. Like, well, why doesn't that? Why doesn't it say stable boy? Why does it say stable? Why does it have an H in it? And you're it's like, because that's the funny. way you guys talk. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> so just fucking do yeah, it. Just he's like, fucking oh, do it. It's funny. Oh, okay, okay. He's like, Hamaka Schlemmer. Now those are those are uh, those are surnames. They're not proper first names. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's a joke. Yeah. He's like, oh, wow, okay, whatever. But, but that is the name of a catalog. Yeah, yeah. yeah shut the fuck. Just do but it. But that's the, the beauty of sometimes is that even when you're not in on the joke, like he was not in on the joke. No. And it made it funnier. Yeah. Oh, but he sold it. He sold it. Like I, uh, like there's so many times he did it just because it was on the page, and he, and he didn't fight about. It, it was like there's there, there's that one uh, scene where he you, you guys are in the chalet and the schnitz and giggle beer shows up. Yeah. Or you know the shows up at the thing. Yeah. And he takes the first sip, yeah. and you and he opens the thing. He takes the first sip, and his like 
his lip quivers, you know. And that was what the directive in the line, the direction in the in the script was was like he takes his first and his lip quivers. <laughs> And that's exactly what he did. He yeah. read that, and then he did it. And, and he, he did nailed a little it. Quiver, and it's fucking fantastic. By the <laughs> way, great. if anybody really ever wants to see Jurgen Prochnow at his best, Das Boot, sure. where we made that joke, yeah. is a fantastic movie. It and he's fucking awesome in it. Yeah, he's and unbelievable. That's, that's, that's how he gets into material. So when he has questions about shit, just think he's going, he did the same shit for Das Boot. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I right. mean? Yeah. But we put him on a submarine. But he did, you know what, he did have comedic chops, because in the oh, submarine he scene... fantastic. I love that guy. Yeah, he's he, perfect. He does, after he slaps Forte across the face, he says, you know, forgive me, I, I get cooped up in these U-boats. I, I had, had a bad experience. I had a bad experience. Yeah. Yeah. He was fucking great. Here's my most important NCIS LA question. Who's taller, Linda Hunt or Steve Lemmy? Lemmy. Oh. Lemmy by a mile. Okay. Are you sure about that? Lemmy, how tall are you? Are you sure about that? How tall are you? I'm going to say five, a strong <laughs> five, seven. five eight. Yeah, you're way taller. A weak five nine. You're, yeah, you're way taller. No, he's, he's making fun of me. Why are you doing that? Yeah, you know, it's just a little short, <laughs> little short tall thing. We like to, we like to fuck around a little short who's, tall. Who's thing. taller, um, Steve Lemmy or Chris O'Donnell? Uh, I don't know how tall Chris is. Are you pro- no, nah, Chris is probably five eleven. No, I've met really? I've met Chris O'Donnell. I'm I'm taller. Are you taller? Yeah. <laughs> how tall is Linda Hunt? She she's not. She's five, five four. She's she like in the fours. I actually don't know, and I'm a terrible judge of two things: height and also age. I can't tell. I'm I just, can't. It's, it's like a disease. I don't know how tall people are, and I don't know how old they are. That's amazing. I can't tell how many people are in a room. You know, and it's like, if it's over 10,000, yeah, I mean, it's like, if, if you're like, oh, how many people uh, came to that party last night? I could, if you said, oh, it was 30, I'd be like, oh, okay, it seemed like more than, but I believe that's 30. If, if 100, I'd be like, yeah, okay, yeah, it seemed like 100. I can't do it. It's not funny, but I'm just saying. It's the same, <laughs> There's it's no the joke same, to it. No, it's just we. It's just have, the way it is. We all have our thing that we can't do. Well, it's like my Linda Hunt question. There's no joke to it. <laughs> it's, yeah. just, it's just a question. She, she's, uh, she's, but that's. I think that's why they. That's why that character works is because she's so small and so skinny, right. and then she's got this gravitas and that voice sure. and the way she carries herself that just like. I mean, One of the episodes I saw, they intentionally like made a joke about it, how short she is. Oh, they do it all the time. Okay. They do it all the time. Because it was like, there was a dude who's like the psychologist, he's really tall Yeah, guy. Pete. Yeah, and they've had her, them together in a scene. Is that where they went undercover and she had yeah, a yeah, fur they went on to, her neck? Yeah, they went to the funeral home or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it was ridiculous, the height differential yeah. between the two of them. Well, now this, okay, see, this brings up a question that you knew the episode. Have you watched every episode of NCIS? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Like, like each week you'll watch it? I mean, I don't watch it each week if we're working, but at some point I definitely watch it because I think that. Um, so you're a guy who likes to, who, who will watch his work. There are guys who won't watch their work. That's how I get better. Yeah, I, yeah. I, 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 I agree with that. I I'm, I'm, I agree. With I that watch philosophy. dailies if I can, especially yeah. on films. I'll watch dailies all the time, and that's how I. I mean, because I I didn't study acting in college. I studied child psychology. So I think that you know, if I go back and watch movies, I know the mistakes that I made and where beats were didn't work, and I know what stuff did. And a lot of times I learn that from. Watching the show, but also from watching dailies and even takes, if they'll let me watch takes. Yeah, sure. We don't let, we can't do it on the show because we don't have time for it. But, right. Yeah. But hell yeah, I watch it. And I also watch it from a standpoint of like, at some point, you know, it's Chris directed an episode last season. I'll probably direct an episode this season. You know, just the shot composition and the tone of the show sure. and all that stuff you got to know. Is that something that you are interested in? Yeah. Do you direct episodes? Yeah. yeah. Will they let you? Yeah. At and some what, point? Will this be your first time? This will be my first time. Okay. Have you yeah. done it? Are you, are you lined up to do it? Uh, I might do it at the end of this season. If not, probably next season. That's awesome. Yeah. Is that something that you want to do? Direct? Yeah. 
Yeah. And would they have you shadow a director for one episode? Already shadowed. Oh, you did? Yeah. And I think the good news about this, it's not like when you go off and do a feature and you're like, these are all the people I want to bring in and let's go make a movie. Yeah. They have everybody there. So you have the greatest script supervisor you've worked with now for 75 sure. episodes. A great it's like a family anyway. So it's really about, at that point, it's yeah. just about communicating the story, figuring out what your beats are, and making sure the actors hit all that stuff. Because they have all the, you know, I mean, you can bring in some ideas for shot composition and that stuff, but it's 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 a pretty well-oiled machine. Okay, so That's like, awesome. That'd be great, right? Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Now, from an acting standpoint, this is something else I've, I've wondered about. Okay, you're doing 25 episodes, and it's taking you, you know, much of the year. Mm-hmm. And so you get the script at what point? It changes for every show. For ours, we get it usually the day before we start. Okay, and so now you've got eight days of dialogue, or, or whatever, 55 pages of, of dialogue. Now, obviously, yeah. you're not in every scene. Right. Um, you're pr- probably in... Like, what, four or five scenes per episode? Oh, God, more than that. The problem with the show is that we're all together in the first scene. We're all together in the second scene. So I'm, o- I'm probably only not in four or five scenes. Okay. okay, okay. And so, like, how is that? Do you find... Are you allowed... I mean, I know we talked about the improv and, you know... But how much of it are you... Do you know beforehand? And how much of it are you actually learning as you run the rehearsal or run the scene that's different for everybody i mean there's some people on the show that have acting coaches and they go and work out the scenes and do that stuff for me i find that um i learn it the morning in hair and makeup yeah (laughs) Uh, i go over it then and then you know it depends on who that scene is with too if i have a scene with just danny where it's the girl that i'm with all the time yeah we that's when i kind of play the most because i can get some really great reactions from her definitely on her coverage just fucking around on mine to get honest reactions and stuff but you know i did the scene with ll and I was doing improvs and stuff for him, and he's like, man, what you saying, B? Just say the fucking words, man. Got some De Niro shit over here. Just say the fucking words, man. Going crazy. I don't like, know that. And he's, he's, I mean, he, and, I, and I, those are my favorite scenes. I love him to death. He, and he was smiling throughout the whole thing. He's like, I don't know what you're saying. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say next, man. Just say the words. Um, so, the, you know, you try stuff, and, and sometimes it works, and sometimes it doesn't. And, and, and we've done, you know, a bunch more scenes since that. And those are those are kind of my, my favorite scenes is him with, with him and with Lynn. Linda Hunt, but so you can uh, play with Linda Hunt. Uh, I've improv Linda, yeah, but it doesn't. You don't have to because she she's she's so fucking good. Yeah, right. I mean, she's one of those people you where tell, you yeah. can just tell that she's like everyone's doing their bit and like she'll do a scene and it's like it doesn't work, it doesn't work, and then when it works, it's just like uh, it's it's the best version. It's the reason the show's a success, I think, is yeah. because she kind of she's the the foundation of it. She's the anchor, and she's like she she makes everything. It's more than better. She she makes it believable. Yeah, oh, it's a great cast in general. I mean, there's, there's it's a, a good it's a it's a cast, good yeah. cast, but she, she's by far the best, the best actor. Yeah, yeah. She, she, won, a, you, she won a fucking Oscar. True, but she makes she things that you know seem temporary. You know, she makes them. It, it is amazing, you know. So we we have that with every film we've ever worked on, where like you know, Super Trooper is Brian Cox, right? Right. Know, yeah. Uh, Club Dread, it's Paxton. I mean, yeah. and and the others. I, I really mean like the older actors, you know, with the experience, people with more experience. With than the experience, us. Yeah. but it's like suddenly you find yourself in a scene with somebody, and you're like, oh wait, it's not going to be like Broken Lizard. Like these actors are going <laughs> to nail it every single right. time. These guys are good. Yeah, they're actually they're actually good actors. Wow. Yeah, yeah. He, he. I mean, that's the you watch that movie Super Troopers and you want and you got like an amazing performance out of him. He yeah, is yeah. fantastic. But he, yeah, he's he it's, a, it's a he's a it's a different breed. It's a it's a person that's dedicated their life to this art form, and then all of a sudden it's just like you know. Are you a trained actor? I no. mean, okay, so you improv comedy, and then um, no. Yeah. 
No. It is a different thing because, you know, that's when I, I actually I met uh, uh, John Savage the other day. Yeah. He, he was in, you know, he was the lead in Hair and um, what else? Well, he was in Coming Home. Coming Home. Uh, John Boyd? He, oh, he was, in, uh, he was in Deer Hunter. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. John Savage. But uh, he, he was about to go shoot a pilot in Canada, a TV pilot, and he was, uh, he was just talking about it in a different way than I've ever spoken about it. Like, I was like, oh, what's the, like, what's the part? And he's like, well, I'm a, I'm a cop and I don't like this. And, and, but he was actually, like, getting into it speaking to me about the role and like i could see that he was this was an acting exercise for him like he was yeah. right trying to make himself workshopping it actually be the guy yeah and well yeah, when that's what your background is and you spent four years like breaking down characters it's like you know yeah. this is what they do yeah. yeah and sometimes it works against you i think yeah well i mean certainly when you're working with us because up until the <laughs> up until the second they call action we're like fucking grabbing each other's nipples and like yeah. punching each other in the face and dicking around, like actually trying to see who can go the longest without being in character, right? To the last second <laughs> when they call action, and then you're in. But right. there's a lot of people who are really good that also do that. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean, there's sure. method guys that that's their that's their jam. But there's a lot of guys that can slip in and out of it. LL. Um, he's probably someplace in between. He's probably someplace in between. Has he, LL had to do an emotional scene? Yeah, and he crushes him. Really? He he. His last two seasons has been. I mean, he's been really, really good. When he does emotional scenes, does he like lick his lips? He sexy? never does it on the show. He doesn't. Nope. That's fucking bullshit. Because they, they edit it out. Or? Nope. He doesn't do it. Really? So that's just part of his stage persona, like the su- no, uh, succulent lips of his. I, that's Todd. <laughs> that's LL. But when he does this character, it's a completely different thing. Okay. And it, he he has you know he's done some big emotional scenes in the last two seasons that have been some of my favorite episodes on the, on, yeah. the, on the show. He he kind of crushes those. Now, are you saying this because you fear that he listens to our podcast? Because as of she this, knows this, I tell him this. Okay, I told I, he, you know he works with a great coach. And I told her this too. I was like, the last two years he's been crushing it. Right, he's really good. I mean, it's it's the, those scenes. I mean, you know, they can be so tough because when you do, you know, twenty-four episodes, sometimes what you're you're working with a with a you don't have a episodes every episode. Yeah, sometimes sure. we have a B and sometimes we have a C. Sure. And so you do everything you can to make it as good as possible. And he's crushed some really difficult scenes. Like there's scenes you walk into and you go, "What the fuck am I going to do with this?" Right. And he's like stuff on the page where I go, "Oh." Mary Elizabeth Winstead is one of those that I yeah. saw. She did it for the thing. I would look at a page of dialogue and go, there's no fucking way. Yeah. There's no way that we're going to record this and make it good because it's impossible dialogue. Right. And it doesn't make sense. And then she would just come in. There's certain people that are really good at making stuff that doesn't work and making it good. Yeah. And uh, and she's one of those. And I've seen LL do that with some scenes. And some stuff there was great that he crushed. But he's he's good. Yeah. And he's getting better. That's that. When you talk about doing it every yeah, yeah, every yeah. week, all day, every day, he's an example of someone that's just getting better and better and better. Yeah, yeah. Uh, how about Linda Hunt? Like when it, Linda Hunt fucks around with dialogue, are you ever like, just shut the fuck up and read the lines on the page, De Niro? And you well, pop, pop I do, her on the top of the head. I do that yeah. bit a lot just because it's one of my <laughs> favorite on, De Niro. Beats. Come on, what you doing, B? Just say the lines. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean Linda. The look on Linda. I usually do. I usually improv on her di- on her coverage just to get reactions and stuff. Right. And she's given me some of the greatest, just like. 
like looks and surprises <laughs> and beats and stuff like that. Like that she's because she she's one of those people. I think as long as you you're and this sounds ridiculous to say as long as you're in the moment when it's happening. Yeah. There's some people that just say their dialogue and then and then say their dialogue and it's bullshit and you're, you're not even listening. Yeah. But she is like she's actively listening to you. Right. And every time you say something, it's the first time she's ever heard it. So when you fuck with it. It's just like this, and she makes these turns and these realizations and these beats. Like she's, so good. <laughs> she's so good. God damn, that's awesome. She's so good. It's so fun. That's what I, when I go into the writers' room, all I ask, I wrap on the board, I go more scenes with Deeks and Linda Hunt. That's my, that's my well, jam. Even your impersonation of her acting is a good acting job. Well, she, it, it's, I, I guarantee, it's like I, I think Cellular was like really early on in my career, and yeah. William H Macy was on it, and he goes, "You just listen and you tell the truth." Yeah, yeah, and you go. That's it. Yeah, I'm listening to what you said. Good tip, shit, man. Why didn't anybody tell, tell me that? I don't know. God damn it. Let, let me let's zip through a couple other movies just real quick here. How are we doing on time over there? Uh, we're at one ten. Are okay. you fucking kidding okay. me? Yeah. Are we having a good time? Jesus Christ. We're having a good time, right? It feels, it feels longer, right? It feels, it, feels, it feels like forever. It feels like seven days. Oh well, your ass story was like my seven favorite. Hours? I think we peaked with the ass story, to mm. be completely honest. We always peak with Lemmy's ass. <laughs> it's true. Every, every episode of Chewing It, we do an ass story. Uh, that's it, great. That yeah. woman, I want to know who this woman is. You know what? Everyone's going to be on the blog and being like, where? And if I, if I where where say, for she? instance, I do a movie in Chicago and things go dreadfully wrong for sure. me, I got to know where to go. If, if that happens, I want, you, I want you to call me. I will. Yeah, I will. Um, all right, another movie I like. Fired up. That's a fun movie. I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Did you have to go like the cheerleading camera and that kind of shit for that guy? Here's how Will Gluck, who's actually he was in my wedding, he's one of my good friends. So Will Gluck, he did the loop. Is that where you met him? He did the loop. He, he created that show. He that and you were Pam on. Brady did the loop. Yeah, and then he did. Uh, I mean, he's done. He's gone. He's the. He's a. He's like doing Annie. Right? Yeah, he's a. He's, a, mm-hmm. he's doing he's a hundred, all-star. hundred million dollar movie of Annie right now. Oh man, like Jay Z and a bunch of people. It's, he's exactly. crushing it. That's amazing. Um, but he said. Uh, he did, I wasn't originally supposed to be part of it. He goes, I just want someone to do you, but be younger. Okay. And so I was like giving him names, and he was auditioning all these people, and they couldn't find anybody, couldn't find anybody. He goes, hey, I was in New York. He goes, hey, will you do me a favor? When you come home, will you, will you fucking shave and come in and just read this? <laughs> and I go, well, I'm 20. I think I was 28 at the point. Yeah. And I go, how old is the kid supposed to be? He goes, 18. I go, how old is he supposed to be? He goes, 17. He's, he's a fucking junior. He's a junior. <laughs> just come read the fucking thing. <laughs> and so I went in and auditioned for it, shaved, and... Um, and uh, I mean, Will is one of my favorite writers. Like, oh yeah, fired up he's on the great. page is is was really fucking funny. Yeah, um, everything but, the guy writes is funny. Yeah, he's really tight. And there's yeah. always that tone. It's like aggressive, slanted, and then just flies like you're on Ritalin. Yeah, the whole fucking sh- the whole fucking movie. Um, but that movie, yeah, I was 28 filming, being a 17 year old, and. And didn't have to learn special moves. Oh, oh, so I did have to learn special. So he said, "I go. I'm not going to fucking cheer camp for this shit." <laughs> he goes, "Olson, that's Olsen, what I want to say. Olsen, you're not going. You're not going to cheer camp. Yeah. It's like you're playing a football player. He's like, we're going to send you to football camp because those things. You're just going to. I go. So what are we going? He goes, we have three weeks of prep. We do some stuff. And I go, what is it? He goes, you're going to fucking football camp. I go, fine, because I've been to football camp like three times for different movies. Right. And so as soon as I sign the fucking deal and make the deal, he goes, all right, so <clears throat> Monday's football camp, and then Tuesday you're just going to meet with the cheerleading <laughs> And I go, you son of a bitch, is this fucking cheer camp? Because it's not cheer camp. Not you're just going to go, go work out with these guys. Just, just fucking go. Right. So I go to football camp. I'm there for like a half hour. The guy's like, and he's done, I had done movies with him before. He's like, you're good to go. These are the patterns. We'll work it all out. He's like, you can throw it. I'm not going to bring somebody in. The next day, it's like 6 a.m. I show up, and it's like 15 cheerleaders and me and Nick D'Augusto, who's oh, the other guy. And they go all right, well, today it's gonna, we're going to give ourselves two weeks to learn everything. So today we're just going to kind of go through some basic. And I was like, you motherfucker. <laughs> oh, and at lunch, okay. I went over and I was, like, I was like, this is bullshit. And he just laughed. He closed his door and just laughed. <laughs> so I had to go through two weeks of but cheer it pro- camp. This two is, weeks? By the way, two weeks oh of cheer camp. God. By the way, remember the thing we were talking about, the basketball players and the chicken? 
Yeah, no, no. By the way, this is a what's success the, problem. This is, people are complaining about an awesome oh, job. Oh, right, 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 because but but there's part of you that's like, I'm gonna go to the future. It's the greatest thing. I'm the, I mean, it was like 15 beautiful women. Sure. Mm. And, what are, and what are they doing? They're learning for the movie too. They're getting. They're all professionals. They're learning for the movie too. But they're all professionals. Oh. These are all professional dancers. So it's like us and them, and like this, you know, this guy Zach, who was a great whatever you call that right. cheer coach, and Nick. And Nick D'Agosto. He's a great guy. We met him. Uh, yeah, at uh, had some beers with him at uh, one of those Comedy Central roasts. Yes, what yes. a nice guy. Yeah, what yeah. a nice guy. Like the nicest guy. Like yeah. painfully nice. Yeah, good actor. Um, uh, so yeah, you're 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 at cheer camp for two weeks with beautiful women, and, and they're feeding you lunch, and, and chicken. you're catching them and yeah. holding them. And, and then Nick D'Agosto drops Sarah Romer on her head. Oh really? Yeah. And what happened? I caught her. Yeah, um, you go. I fucked her. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. <laughs> No, that movie well, was that movie was so much fun. fun. Movie. That movie, I, I, I don't know if I've had a bad experience on a movie, but that movie was, you know, that was really that was a good time. What about one. the thing? You had a great death scene. Yeah, they wait. Let me, spoiler alert. N- no, everybody that's seen that movie's yeah. gonna seen that movie. No one's gonna watch it because of this. Um, that uh, that was my f- yeah. That's like a five day. Didn't you like your head explode or something like that, or is your uh, yeah my body it? explodes and then yeah. it rips through my heart and then my uh. face and it goes down and lowers itself on me. That's a good like mm. behind the scenes story because we're shooting second unit and I was shooting NCIS at the same time, so I flew. And where back are you up. shooting the thing? Where, where was it? in where Toronto? So we started okay. in Alaska, then we went to Toronto. Okay. So I'm working with a second unit director who's literally on cocaine. He comes in, he's mm-hmm. yelling and screaming, he's all excited <laughs> to do this, and you're like, "Listen, first day guy, I know you're fucking excited about this, but we just got to lock it down and figure out exactly what we're doing because somebody's going to get hurt." So they have this giant creature I'm on the ground and this is we've already shot like so much stuff and my stomach blows up so they got a mortar bomb on my stomach full of like the fake Goop. blood yeah. yeah so yeah. that goes off but it kicks out and it's like digs into your stomach and right. there's blood everywhere and then they have to bring this monster on and what it and is what's the, okay, yeah, it's an alien but it's practical and they yeah. really wanted to do a lot of practical because people who you know who watch this shit including me especially that first movie you don't want CGI. These guys are they're, they're, they're purist. Right. And so we have this machine that has to walk forward that's on a giant crane and then lower itself onto me. But each arm is done by a different guy, mm. all dressed in black, all on the side of the room going like this. <laughs> Except for they go, action, and then they're all doing this at, well, you can't see What are they doing? They're, they're doing, their, uh, it's like the, the, the pulley like, for the legs. It's like each walking person, with your hands. Yes, walking yeah. with their hands. Yeah, yeah. Each person has a pulley to try to make the leg work. But none of them are on the same rhythm. So the, the alien looks like he's drunk. He's like, <laughs> like walking towards you like a Perfect. jellyfish. It's, yeah. and, it's, and it's awful. And I see it come at me, and it's like, oh, it's, it's terrible. So then they have to bring in a drum guy who sits there and goes, and action! And the drum guy goes, boom, boom, boom. And then all the oh, guys for rhythm. in the black, for okay. rhythm. So That's they're great. all doing the legs at the same time, yeah. but the right ones are off from the left ones, so it looks like it's like <laughs> it's crooked and it's got like a broken left arm and it looks like it's drunk and leaning over to the side. So for hours, all they're trying to do is get the approach of this practical. Right. Like, kill guys. me already! And I'm lying in there with blood everywhere, and this is a chicken story. But you're sitting on the, on the yeah. thing, and then they lower it down but the guy that's supposed to do the balance for it just lets it go because they want it to be more aggressive. So they just drop this fucking probably 300-pound <laughs> dummy on my chest. Right. And I scream, and it's in the movie. It's like yeah. the loudest scream ever because it just <laughs> slammed my head against the ground. Right. And there's blood everywhere, and it's – yeah, that, that scene was crazy. That's not a chicken story. That's one where a, like a 300-pound thing is being dropped on you and you can get hurt. I definitely could have got Chick- a chicken story. Is when you're complaining about uh, having to show up at cheerleader camp with 15 beautiful women. <laughs> that's a chicken story. It is. That's true. That's yeah. true. And by the way, that's that movie. I love Mary Elizabeth Winstead and everybody yeah. that everybody. I mean, everybody. Knows I did a movie with her. Yeah. Yeah. Sky, Sky high. high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's incredible. She has Good the mo- most. I've seen that fucking movie. Mm, I don't know. You think you've seen a little bit of it? But... I own it, and I fucking seen it, okay. and I like it. All right. I saw the goddamn. I even. I watch you on Veep. Thanks, bro. You're really Thanks, funny man. on Veep. Thank you. Thank you. 
I haven't seen that. <laughs> Why haven't you seen Veep? Lemmy doesn't watch anything that any of his friends do. So. Lunch meats? It's just no. It's just like I don't. I mean, I have a child now. Yeah, don't we? I, I was all. never much. I was never don't much of a TV all. guy in the first place. And then when TiVo came along, it actually it started with like The Sopranos, but also <laughs> the Rockstar in Excess. <laughs> and uh, and the what's the one with Donald Trump the 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 contender? N- well, I did watch uh, the, the contender. The Apprentice. The Apprentice. The contender. The boxing show on ESPN. Those were all on at the same time. I did TiVo the contender. I had four shows in, in heavy rotation. Okay. And uh, and, and it was killing me. I couldn't you watch your shit. It. Well, no, because I couldn't watch your stuff because n- I was watching the contender. No, because what happened? <laughs> all of a sudden, from fucking Jersey. Yeah. yeah. Hello. What happened was that like I just didn't like being regulated by television. Amen. Amen, brother. You're 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 a, you're a tea the, party member. Yeah. Before of television. Yeah. Yeah. Before the Tivo. Before the, the Tivo. Fight the man, bro. Well, it was just like I'm like I'm not getting home on fucking Sunday night or or this night to watch I'm watching this Kevin Heffernan on show. TV. He's really funny. I'm break. definitely not doing that. He's really funny on this show. I, I'm sure he is. I'm, Kevin is a very funny Thanks, individual. Very funny. Thank you. But then when TiVo came out, like it was the Sopranos that started, and, and The Contender, The Apprentice, and Rockstar in Excess, I was so into these shows, watching them on TiVo, that eventually I started tuning in live. I'd be like, all right, well, the new Sopranos is coming out. I am going to sit down and watch it. And I started to resent the TiVo. Mm-hmm. But now I'm all about the Netflix. My point is, I, you know, it's like... I'm, I'm busy. I'll get, I hang out with the guy. I don't need to watch him on fucking <laughs> tape. I, I with him all the time. I think that right now we're experiencing the golden age of television. We I totally think, are. I think television right now is yeah. better than it's ever been. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's and a massive amount of great writers, a massive amount of great create, uh, showrunners and creators and that kind of stuff. And you yeah. realize how limiting movies are because they have 120 minutes to tell a story. Yeah. You watch Breaking Bad. We're, we're watching right now the greatest character arc in the history oh, of yeah. television. Dude, oh, yeah. It's, that show is just fucking amazing. It's amazing. But it's interesting because like I've had this experience with um, Breaking Bad now and I've had it with Sons of Anarchy. Yep. I think those are the two. Where I watched the first four seasons on Netflix, uh, and and absolutely was in love with them. You know, you can't stop watching. Y- you know, it's like yeah. three in the morning. You're yeah. You're, yeah. you're in bed with your wife, and it's like you're one like, more. Let's do one Just more. One more. Got to do it. We've all been there. Got to do yeah. it. Yeah. Then season five of both of those shows, I was sucked in. I was watching it live, and I I it wasn't as good to me the fifth season simply because the wait. I wouldn't get enough. I'd get a, a, an hour, really fifty five minutes or less. And then it'd be over, and I have to wait a fucking week, and it 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 wasn't as good as sure. when I could fire through it in like three nights. Yeah, that's but like it's saying, still the best. That's like saying your best coke addiction is when you did like forty seven lines in a row, <laughs> and then you just couldn't get enough. It's uh, it's a bad metaphor, <laughs> <laughs> only because I have now. Look, I did cocaine in high school, mm-hmm. and I I used to do it pretty heavily. I sure. stopped at in age, high school, really, at age seventeen, from New York City, New York Jesus. City kid. Oh wow, yeah, 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 yeah. from Manhattan. All my friends were rich. You know, it was just like we just hit it really hard. And so there is a proper way and an improper way to do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Netflix style where you just do tons until three o'clock in the morning and someone uh, says one more. That's the way most people do it. Right. And I've done it that way. But if you really want to do cocaine properly, <laughs> Jesus Christ, <laughs> smear it on your asshole. Yeah. Put it right on the tip of your cock and mm-hmm. suck it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, just one <laughs> line in each nostril and you'll be, and you'll actually get it's what, fine. what it's you okay. actually will be, have a great time. You're no, it's a terrible story. You're going to be a drug addict. And you're going to end up in a sewer somewhere making love to a man like Netflix. named Ralph. Yeah. Netflix we should just cool drop enough. Netflix and cocaine all together. <laughs> but that's, that, that's my point is that because television has gotten so good, I now find myself craving that week goes by. And that's yeah. the beauty of it is that you sit there and talk about it with all your friends saying, did you see last week's episode? Yeah. 
And it's never been like that. No, I, mean, I don't remember that because most of these shows, like the big shows I watched growing up, like ER, that it wasn't that kind of character building storytelling. Yeah. And now it's like I can't wait. Like Game of Thrones comes on. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I want to be home for that because you, it's just. It's but it's like they figured out how it could, they figured out the kind of serial nature of it. Though that's what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which you're, you know, they keep coming, you coming back. So I, I think you get to start watching more TV. No, no, but I watch your boy. He does. He watches all. He watches. He just doesn't no, watch your friends. friends. He's just friends. Yeah. Just no, no, friends. but it's it's you know what it is is that. Uh, and I'm like this with with most shows. Breaking Bad and Sons of Anarchy, I was late to the game. Game of Thrones, I was right on time. I started at the beginning. Veep, I, like I just haven't. Yeah. Uh, nobody has said you absolutely have to watch it. That's not a slam on the show. It's just like right. I, I only have so. I mean, yeah, you I only got so many hours, man. Well, you I do. Know. That's true. That's there the is truth. a truth. To That's it. the truth. I know. I'm a parent, and I and I work. Sure. And. You know, I don't have the luxury of being able to just watch TV all the time. <laughs> who does? Yeah, you apparently do. I don't. Because you don't. watch... You actually... Kevin... Here's the thing about Kevin, who is a lawyer in two states. I just had to get that in this episode because we <laughs> say it Which two episode. states thank again? You. New York and Connecticut. Those are great states yeah, to thank do law. You. Thank Where you. Where are you living? Living in LA. All right. Yeah. <laughs> but Kevin, Kevin is like an android of, of life. I, and, and I mean this in a good way. Like Kevin... Or Kevin's like a shark. Of oh, life, okay. He doesn't a stop predator. moving. No, he, I see. He just keeps consuming, doesn't stop moving. But it's like, it'll be the one second he relaxes. All of a sudden, the New York Times is on his uh, his uh, Kindle. He's reading the New York Times. There you go. Yeah, you've got a hard copy of the New York Times there. When he's done with that, he starts working. When he's done with that, he's got a list of the people he's got to call. When he's done with that, he's got the kids. When he's done with that, he's watching TV. When he's done with that. Once a week, he'll make love to his wife. <laughs> right? Systematic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then you'll go to sleep for like four hours a night. Right. Is that really true? You sleep four hours a night? Uh, yeah, probably. Well, five. I, bet I sleep That's five. how you shot Beer Fest with no sleep. I sleep like two to probably seven. Two to seven. I that's not enough sleep. Two hours? You oh, no, no. Two a.m. to seven a.m. Two a.m. to You read Time Magazine. That's not enough sleep. I don't, I don't read Time Magazine. It's not. You know, well, you're going to die. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Now I'll be right. Because every once in a while, then you catch up. You'll do like a... And by like the on the road. Like on a, the road. Not, yeah, yeah. When you go on the road, there's no kids. You sleep till like 11 p.m. Like that Saturday That yeah. Saturday sleep? Oh, man. It's Unreal, good. right? All day. It's good. Yeah. Wait, one, I, I, one more movie I want to talk about. Okay. Hit a, me. A movie I watched recently. Don't look at my list. Don't look at my list. You've got a lot of things on there to discuss. Well, we talked we talked about most of it, believe it or not. A uh, uh, movie I watched recently, which I loved, uh, that Celeste and Jesse yeah. Forever... Will McCormick and Rashida yeah. Jones. Did you not like that movie? I love it. That's great. It's a great movie. I, I you did a great job in that movie. Thank you, Graham. That's very yeah. kind of you. Yeah. Uh, I read that script and I said, I will do anything and everything in this movie. Well, I, 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 that was my question. Is like You're probably shooting NCIS during that time, so you yes. had to do it in a hiatus. I had to do it in a hiatus. And your hiatus is probably not that long. Like a month and a half. Did you audition for that movie? Or did you pursue it? Or did you did you have a connection I, to it? Or how did it all work uh, out? I know Rashida and I will, know Will. Yeah. Uh, I did an audition, but I, they could pick whoever they wanted. Exactly, like They yeah. really got anyone they wanted to yeah, do yeah. anything. And yeah. I originally said, I want to play the creepy guy, the masturbating guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because that was one scene I knew I could fit it in, and I thought <laughs> sure. that scene could be really good and dark. And <laughs> sure. You, you knew you could it is a, yeah. it, it's a, it is a great scene. But it, it's a funny it's, fucking scene. It's a funny scene, but it could be, like, it's more creepy. It's more creepy. Than it is like funny. Like yeah. you should be like, oh my god, this is what yeah. dating life is, and it becomes like, a little too real. I think. Yeah, surprising. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. surprisingly real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no like pulling up, but that's you know maybe that's the tone of the movie too. Is yeah, it's just how fucking dark and shitty it gets. Yeah. But it's uh, a very honest. I, th- I thought it was a very honest yeah. movie, which I thought was very oh cool about it. Honest, you know what I mean? uh, that, but that scene in particular, the masturbating scene, it, it struck me in a way. Uh, I laughed so fucking hard because I, I was like. There is, it's just something. You're always going to run into something weird when you're dating, yeah. when you're in the dating game. Yeah, it's just right. whatever it is. You know, maybe it's not that, 
Right. But something versions like that. that. There's yeah. weird, dark shit happening all the time. Yeah. Right. And we're just when you think somebody's pretty fantastic and then they start just <laughs> right. jacking it on the couch. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that movie, I, I read that script and I was, I was full blown in love and just said, I will do anything in any part that you want me to play in it. And, and so the timing just worked out perfectly or how did it? Yeah. I mean, that's the crazy thing about, you know, the show is that it's, you know, I booked a movie two summers ago and yeah. it overlapped and couldn't do it. And this one, I did. Like fit in by like three days. Oh, wow. I got it to 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 shoot that. Where and did they shoot that movie? Did they they shoot? shot it here in Los Angeles. Oh, okay. And so then the last day we shot in Rhode Island, which is where that wedding scene is. Yeah. Right, right, right. With Ari Grainer. Do you have you ever talked to her? No. You got to have her on the show. Is she? She, she, she right? one. Have she was seen, in. Um, she was in. Uh, uh, the call for a good time. Call. Uh, uh, the sitter. That's, no, I didn't see the sitter. No, what's the movie? She was in a movie. What was it? Was a sitter? Have, have you seen, seen for a good time? Call. No, I haven't seen it. You got to see this movie. Yeah. She's a superstar. Yeah. And she's one of the most charming and funny women ever. Yeah. I she would crush an hour and a half conversation. She's yeah. really funny. You'd love her. We'll get you her. You got to have her on. Okay. Yeah. Have you had Mary Elizabeth on too? No. You got to have these girls. Your numbers will go through the roof. Like, whatever. I'm interesting, but these girls are... We've got two million listeners. What are you... Yeah. We... You're going to have a, then a million more. <laughs> we... Okay. Okay. You Our... have two million listeners? No, no. no we're at about 650,000. That's a lot. <laughs> we... It goes up by 50,000 every time we speak about it. Oh, oh, so you, oh, it's a, it's, we don't know. They don't reveal those numbers to us. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm it's sure. probably around six twenty-five. That's a lot. Six hundred twenty-five thousand. Yeah, um, that's a lot of listeners. Yeah, but that's she played your wife in the. Uh, she played my wife, and she's wife she's, and she's great. But yeah. your wife's in that movie. She is. She came out and did a day in Rhode Island because I was okay. like, I'm coming out, but oh, I mean, yeah, we, yeah. we flew ourselves out. Okay, and then she did that. That she did the speech. Yeah, yeah, it's which funny. is hysterical. It's a great. Funny. It's, most, it's like a the quintessential bridesmaid. Yeah. poem speech. Or did whatever. you see Twenty One and Over? No, you no. got to see that. She's the lead girl in that. Yeah. Okay. And this kid Miles Teller, who's the lead guy in that, is. I mean, he's like when Vince Vaughn was good. Yeah. yeah. This is what this oh, kid's like. Oh man, yeah. you just took a shot at Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn sucks. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, see, this is when our numbers spike. I'll is say it? right now, Vince Vaughn is doing a parody of Vince Vaughn. Of Vince Vaughn. When yeah. You're talking to a guy that loved Vince Vaughn. You're talking sure. to the guy that's like, this guy is the best out there. Nobody was better. Right. Vince Vaughn is, is now, I think he's, he's terrible. This right. is great. This is in the, in the description of this episode. We've <laughs> got to make Vince sure Vaughn we, is terrible? No, this, let yeah. them find the Easter eggs. It is. I, find I, the but that's, if, you, if you go back and watch Swingers, and you go back yeah, and awesome. watch, he is the best on the planet. And yeah. then you yeah. go watch Four Christmases, and you go, what the fuck happened? Yeah. No, I get it. Like I, I felt like when I was watching that movie that just came out, uh, The Watch. Like uh, uh, I felt like he was kind of doing a parody of himself. Yeah, in a way. Well, what was the thing? It's like I can't remember if you auditioned for something or I auditioned for something, but there was like a, it was a Vince Vaughn movie, and you would look at the page. And for his character, there'd be like a half a page of dialogue that's like, you know, like, hey, come on, what is it? And you realize they're just writing the Vince Vaughn voice, you know, like, right. hey, baby, beautiful right. baby, what, what do you got? This guy over here, you yeah. know, which is unfortunate because you want somebody to do something new each time. Right. Yeah. But he's great at that. He is great at that, but I feel like he's doing a version of it's a parody of himself. Yeah. And the purity of it that made it so good and so much better than everybody else is gone, I think. Yeah. I mean, what the fuck do I know? But I'm just as a fan. That's the thing about all this. I never stop being a fan of television and film. Yeah, like I still get movies, so excited yeah. to go see movies. I still get so excited, and, I'm, and I root for these people. And yeah. You see Vince Vaughn, you're like, what the fuck happened? But you know, it's it's interesting because I remember I loved him so much in in Swingers, and he was he had that first wave of, of success, and then he went serious with he. I think he did Clay Pigeons yep. and he did Return to Paradise, which is a great fucking movie. He's amazing. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix in yeah. him, heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. But people. Whatever it was, I don't know if it was Hollywood, something didn't respond. 
people somehow didn't respond. And he had a lull for a while. Yeah. And then he came back with wedding old Cra- school, right? Uh, yeah, Wedding Crashers and old school, but old school was first. Yeah. Old school, and then yeah, and then he he was so good in that movie that then Wedding Crashers yeah, and, and the breakup. And those yeah, movies, yeah, which is a, another great movie. Yeah. yeah. Written by Jeremy Gerlach. Do you know him? No. Mm-mm. He's directing a movie right now. That guy's going to be a superstar. Such a good, funny storyteller. Yeah, I agree. And I think that, you know, audiences weren't prepared for him to go do... I mean, that's Paradise Paradise, Paradise Lost. Return to Paradise. Return to Paradise. That's a heavy subject matter. A phenomenal movie with, I think, one of the fantastic twists. It's not really a don't twist. Don't go to one. I don't have want to. Have you seen it? I have not seen the it. The scene oh, where really? they're dragging no. him through the middle? Dude, the... Uh, Katie, have you seen it? You, you should see Return to Paradise. It's really good, and he's, he's amazing. Walking Phoenix, and there is there are some surprises in that movie. Yeah. there's one annoying part about that movie, but it factors in. Don't give it away. I won't. I won't. Don't give it away. You'll know what it is. Yeah, and that's. I think that's what happens. It's just like anything. Is that someone wins you over, whether it be your relationship, whether it be your doctor with her finger, you know, a digit in your ass, <laughs> whatever it is. So when that hit comes, you just feel heartbroken, and I think that's you know, it's a visceral reaction to like, what the fuck, man? You used to kill it so hard. Yeah, he pushed to put the work into it because you know he's great in that, and he's yeah. great in clay pigeons. He's also, and I, I, I say this in like a, a warm fuzzy way. Like I find each subsequent film he does, like you can see his like the beer pounds. Oh yeah, just growing <laughs> on his face. He's getting more haggard. That's more, my life, though. More me. beer. You're actually going the other way, Kevin. Yeah, you're you. getting skinnier. He's Thank lost you. 35 pounds. Have you Thank really? You. Thank I wasn't going to just go rub your nipple. Thank you. On Thank you. Camera, but. You look good. You look Tony Robbins good. Thanks, man. Tony Robbins good. That's good. That's good. Yeah, no, it looks like Vince Vaughn ate Vince Vaughn. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, maybe that's it. The the character of Vince Vaughn ate the real Vince Vaughn. And now he's just doing impersonation of the person. He's just shitting him him out. Yeah, that's that's his new bit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's it. I mean, I get I get excited about all that stuff, and I go to movie theaters, and I go, "What the fuck happened?" Yeah. What's the name of the movie that your wife's in again? Twenty One and Over. Oh, Oh, so funny. Well, it's really funny. These two directors are really good, but also this kid. Miles Teller, who's uh, one, there's two lead guys in it, and it's very right. much like uh, the Hangover, but in college. Oh, okay, and this guy Miles Teller just crushes it. He's what be are we allowed star. to say your wife's name? Yeah, Sarah Wright. Yeah, Sarah Wright, great actress. This is the great actress, Sarah Wright. House Bunny. Yeah, House Bunny. Yep, my friend Fred Wolf directed that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, and beautiful. Sarah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is your wife. Thank you, and congratulations because you're going to have a baby. Soon. Thank you very much. Yeah, very soon, right? Five, are we does this when does this air? Well, probably maybe next week. So we then know. in four weeks. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I didn't ask you this, and I don't know if I'm allowed to ask you this. But do you know if it's a boy or a girl? We don't yet. Okay. Just kidding. It's a boy. Hey. There you go. Do you know what you're gonna name it? You can't tell me that. Don't, don't tell say, me. That. Don't, don't tell me. I, I actually don't know. Don't yet. tell okay. me. Okay. We didn't know until We're thinking about Lemmy. Okay. That's hey, good. First name. Like motorhead. After the guy from Motorhead. Like motorhead. Yeah. Yeah. See that we just finished each other's sentence. We know. That's like Motorhead. We know. Kevin Hart. Right there. Yeah. Yeah. You met your wife on the loop, right? I did. <clears throat> I remember uh, they, they, there's a girl named Becky Newton. You know who that is? No. Very talented, very funny, very pretty actress that was on the loop. And okay. she, they, on the pilot, decided to go a different direction with the show. And I remember like sitting at, you know, talking with her about the fact that, the, that she was no longer in the show and how heartbreaking that was. And then they brought in these other two girls. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Mm. And they brought in this Heidi Klum lookalike, tall, yeah. blonde, that was a model. And I was like, fuck this girl and, 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 and fuck Fox for hiring this girl. Like, this is a half-hour comedy. And this right. was when they were putting just pretty girls on dramas. Yeah. Sure. Like OC time. It didn't yeah, yeah. matter if they could act, just put them on there. And so the first couple of photo shoots, I was just cold. I was just like, fuck this girl. I was like, and I went to the producer. I went to Will and Pam. I was like, how did they hire this girl? I was like, why are we, this is a half-hour comedy. She has to be funny. They're like, trust us, trust us, trust us. And then the first table read came up and she 
crushed it. Yeah. She was so fucking funny <laughs> and in the weirdest, creepiest way and dark and just all the wonderful right. things that I like. And I walked up, up after the table read and I was like, I owe you an apology because I just assumed that they hired you because you're smoking hot, but you're really funny and I'm sorry that I was such a that's dick. That's a good first was, line. Yeah, and wrong. then what that's happened? Way, that's Eco, a way in, bro. And then, and then two, years later, we st- <laughs> two years later, we started dating. Okay. So Will Gluck is responsible for you yeah, Will Glock and Pam Brady are responsible for us getting for together. For you guys getting together. Despite the fact that I wanted her fired the second she was hired. Oh, God. Oh, man. That's a good story, though. I, it's a it's a great story. It's a great, like, shit. Because it has a good ending. Well, it has a good ending, but also she knows that I had nothing to do with the pretty girl. Sure. Mm-hmm. I was like, fuck this girl. And then right. when she turned out to be funny, I was like, game on. Like, and we, but so you good. didn't date on that show later? No. no. Later? Not until much later. Did you work on something else again that, that rekindled it, or no? No, we just remained friends. Oh, okay. Um... But she was, I mean, working on that show, you know, it's like anything. You work with your buddies for 12 yeah. hours, you work with her for 12 hours. Sure. Like, she's a wonderful human being. Yeah. Right? Um, and, you know, two years later, it was like the right opportunity happened, and then we, we got together. You're going to have to take care of the kid and let her go back to work, man. I'm okay with that. <laughs> she just, she filmed a movie for the first. Pregnant? Yeah. Well, she was pregnant in, is she pregnant in Celestin? No, no, she's not. No, pregnant. she was pregnant. She's got a movie coming out with Elizabeth Banks and... Uh, James Marsden, she was pregnant for the first trimester. Okay. Shooting it, and they didn't know, so she was like exhausted filming. So you can't home. tell when you see. You she's can't not tell. showing in it. No, yeah, there's there's one outfit she said she could tell, but other than that, no. Okay. So she filmed it when she was, and she she's uh, in this new show, Hello Ladies, on HBO with Stephen Merchant. Oh she's yeah, in the yeah, pilot yeah. For that. Okay. Oh, she is. Okay, she great. was supposed to do more episodes, but then she was too big and she couldn't do them. Okay. So she's working, man. Will Good. she get back? To, will she go back? She's gonna stay with the kid for a while. She'll stay with the kid for a while. Your boy, your and boy, our boy, and then we'll figure out, you know, uh, you know, what we can, whatever we got to do. Sure, that's I'll exciting, t- man. I'll strap him to my shoulder and bring him on to NCIS. Sure. Fuck yeah, they probably yeah. all have kids, right? Chris cool has five. Yeah, yeah. LL's got a bunch. Yeah, yeah. Do his kids lick their lips? <laughs> no. <laughs> have you ever met him? No. When you meet him, you're, he is one of the most engaging, like, charming, down to earth. He has this philosophy, which I've learned is a great philosophy for doing what it is that we do he's like i meet two people i guarantee i'm gonna learn something from one of them and so he's the most like engaging person okay like whenever he's talking to you he's like he's right. in it he's right. really he makes you it's that bill clinton thing he makes you feel like you're the only person only right. girl in the room right. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, i'm gonna at when i meet ll cool j the first thing i'm gonna say i'm gonna be like look let's just it's gonna be on my mind the whole time so let's just get out of the way lick your fucking lips for me and he's going to do it. He does the one-handed chapstick, too. He can take chapstick out with one hand, put it on, and put it back away in like a half a second. Uh, oh, I can do that. With one hand? Yeah, just take the cap off. I think I, I think I can. He does it faster than I've ever seen him. Believe me, I'm not any lip-related activity. I'm not going to challenge LL. Yeah, yeah. That's Celeste and Jesse. There's a funny jo- uh, joke about that, about the lip balm. Oh, yeah. They, they like jerk God, off that the movie's lip balm. funny. It's funny. Oh, yeah. That, yeah, movie, that, that movie couldn't yeah. get made in the studio. No. Yeah. Because that third That's act in that is, final scene. It's, or actually, it's, it's, a couple it's, times. It's, it's, a couple yeah, scenes. Yeah, it's a callback. Yeah. 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 And she's jacking it for the, yeah. on the ride over. Yeah. yeah, the yeah, yeah. They're, they're, funny. Those two are... You they, should have them on, too. They had great chemistry. Sure. They have great chemistry because... Uh, well, and Will, who played the... Do you know who Will McCormick is? Yeah, played yeah. the drug he dealer. Plays, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah, my favorite buddy. line in there, he goes... He quotes somebody, and he's like, I think that's Desmond Tutu. No, maybe it's... Tupac. Yeah, yeah, know, maybe, yeah, it's, maybe it's Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. yeah, that that was on the page. Man, they wrote a great script. Yeah, yeah. and their chemistry was great. <sighs> Killer. Yeah. And Sandberg's really funny. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, we he's all great. the same agent. Yeah. yeah. Yep, 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 yep. UTA. Yeah. All right. All right, Katie, how are we? Uh, 140. Oh, okay, my God. Jesus Christ, this is one of our longest. Or, or you know, maybe not. No, nah, not really. Ten inches. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. 
Yeah, dog. There you go. I love the asteroid. Thanks, man. Thanks. True. It's funny because it's true. It's that's highlight. Where, that's the asteroid is just highlight. The pain. The the funny comes from the pain. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank, thank you, you for, for joining us. Thank Nico. you for having me. It was Appreciate really fun. it. We should take a picture. We never take pictures of you, our guests. You should take we a should picture. picture together, all of us together. Right. But we should all, and you should put them up for everyone. We do. I know. We're, you're right. You're we, have right. Different, uh, we have different photos that we have put up of like, if there's a story, a particular story, you know, yeah, we'll, put I'll, up we'll, we'll put the photos up, but um, never like actual recording. We're going to start with this one. Let's do it. Okay. I think it's a good idea. Okay. I fully support such a thing. Okay. Um, is that a bottle opener in the back of your iPhone? Yeah, look it at that. It is. Not fucking around. Yeah. But uh, it was a pleasure for you to come on. It was a pleasure. Because you know what? It's fun. It's good to see you again. It's been a long time. This is time. a good excuse to see each other. It's a great excuse. You're about to go shoot a thing for like 10 months straight. So, you know. The number one question I get when I'm out, especially where it's any place with people our age, is can I be a part of PopFest? Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. We get that all the time, too. Yeah. People want PopFest. They want and I, it. And I keep telling them, it's coming. I was like, those guys are busy, <laughs> but it's coming. It's coming. They're going to do PopFest. It's coming. Can we come to the set and uh, get LL Cool J to do a podcast? I bet you could. Because he would do chewing. He'd do licking it. Licking it. So I'm telling you, you'd have the ha- it'd be the most fun hour and a half you've had. Oh, my God. I can't wait. <laughs> Three he and a half years. You would look into your soul. He's the person I miss the most. Really? Really? Yeah. I mean, do, do you, like, uh, like, will you see him in the off season? I was supposed to go to his show, but I didn't get back in time. God damn it. That would be awesome. I know. That's, that's amazing to, like, know a guy that you work with, like, as an actor, and then you go to his fucking concert. It, it, it's, it's jarring. Yeah. It's jarring to see somebody that you spend all day with and then watch right. him go on stage and just take the mic and it's just a whole other facet of him. I mean, and there's, yeah. you know, 20,000 people, awesome. maybe 15, 30,000 people just going crazy. And he, it's Licking like, the shit do you ever read Jerry, oh. Jerry Weintraub's book? You'll no. know I'm dead when I stop talking. No. He tells stories about Frank Sinatra and have some artists have the ability to just scoop up the audience, bring him on this journey, take him highs, take him lows, tell the story and put him back down. Right. That cat does that. Right. Okay. I mean, he just he just takes over the crowd, and everybody's just with him. The ladies love cool. Well, he licks but those lips. The ladies. You know what that means? Hands. You know what he's talking about. What does there. that mean? You know what? <laughs> you know what that means? <laughs> yeah, I think you should do a podcast with all those. If all you right. eco, I'm not kidding around. If you go to an LL Cool J concert, yeah. come on, just bring me. <laughs> I would have. I I liked LL Cool J back when he was like 14, and hit like his first album, like a uh, the radio album. Yeah, you know, he's yeah, like dear yeah. Yvette, dear. Yvette, dear Yvette. <laughs> that shit was good. That was like the first rap ballad that there was. Yeah. Dear, dear Yvette. You don't even know what I this don't. is. I don't know what you're talking White about. Boy. I don't know what you're talking you were, about. You weren't doing blow in New York honky, City. And, yeah. I was in honky in Connecticut. And what was I? A professional breakdown. I know, professional breakdown. Were you really? New York City. I was. Yeah. Were you really? I was. Yeah. We did a whole podcast about that. I actually want to, I do have the video. I've got to put it up. Get it up there. You it, have to. Yeah. Of the com- if you have he was hired 2 million as a viewers right now or listeners, yeah. you will have 7 million when you three put million. that up. Because half, you know, half America is, is breakdancers from the 80s. That's oh, right. I know. I know. But I'm a professional. I was paid to breakdance on television. Really? Yeah. yeah. I will go look at that right now. If you if you upload that to your Put website, that up I will look at it Put right that now. Up there, I'll tweet the shit out of it. Okay, okay. I only have seventy five thousand followers, but they will all That's more watch than either of us. Yeah. So you're good. Yeah, you <laughs> could use some of those. We could use some of those. <laughs> They're great. Best best fans in the world. Yeah. At Steve Lemmy. What's your handle? Uh, at Eric C Olson. Okay. Oh, great. People can follow you. Yeah, Eric C. Olson. I'm gonna start following you today. I'm not very good on Twitter. I'm great at Instagramming. Are you? I, tw- Twitter's a, yeah. Twitter's a weird thing. I don't really know how to do it. Self proclamation. Do you do you vine? Do you vine? No, but people do, and it's an art form. Oh, I know. There's some really Gillian, good at it. Jillian from Community does it. You know yeah, yeah. All? Will Sasso is very good at it. Yeah, too, he's right? great at it. He does it. Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. 
uh, Vine. He, he, he can great. do anything. It's great. Will you um, go on Vine and record LL Cool J saying, this is for you, Steve Lemmy, and licking his lips? <laughs> And then in the message, tag me at Steve Lemmy. So it comes up. He wouldn't be uncomfortable doing that, but I would be uncomfortable <laughs> asking him that. Can you? Da, 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 da. Can you do and this thing for lips. my friend, Steve? He, he doesn't. LL is someplace right now, hanging with his kids, not realizing that like there is a stalker in the making. Yeah, you're fantasizing about you? him somewhere. I'm going to come yeah. to a show, make him lick his lips. You're going to break into his house. He's going to beat the shit out of you. But that's, that's the thing: happen. is he's no one's better at that stuff than him. He's yeah. so cool that one of my friends in Iowa was working at a, a hotel that he stayed at. And he was like bringing up his bags and gotten in the elevator with him and started rapping like LL's song. And LL started rapping with him. And Dude, they were like awesome. rapping up the Holy elevator. Holy shit. Nobody else is there. It's just this kid in Iowa and LL. Oh my God. And he gets off and he's like, yeah, it gives him whatever. And that kid is like one of my best friends. But this right. was, you know, eight years ago. Yeah. Right. No audience, man. That's it's just, awesome. Just him. That's awesome. He's I would dude. be like, shut the fuck up. That's yeah. what I would have said. Most people would be. Right. Most people would be like, come on, man, I had a long day. Not LL. Yeah. Not, Not LL. LL. Just rap with him. He's a better man than I am. Yeah. Better man than all. All right, Eco, you're a better man than we are. Um, I smell. Thank Let's... you. Oh, I want to smell you. Hold on. Let's chew it. Let's chew. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having it's me. It's wonderful seeing you. It's wonderful and talking seeing to you. Let's, uh, let's go out with a little chew, Katie. Mm-hmm. Katie, you want to get in here and chew with us? You started off strong. Come on, Katie. Awesome. This is awesome. Katie, Katie, Katie. Katie. Get your mm. chew on. What? Get your, get your, get your, get your, get your chew on. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. It sounds better because you got a higher octave. Yeah, it does. There's a different. There's a female thing in Someone there. Someone should go low. Can you go low? <laughs> that was great. That's the first quartet. Thanks, everybody. We've ever had. Yes. Now leaving Nerdist.com.